The Spanish Announce Table. You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast. I am Tim. That is Tom. We like to talk about pro wrestling. We like to do it with our pro wrestling friends. That's where you come in. If you're watching us live on the YouTube, well, which we do this precisely on the dot exactly every week, live stream at 718-ish in the one true time zone, Central Standard Time Zone, Mahomes Standard Time. Uh, Tom, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of wrestling. We have pro wrestling's biggest event coming up this week. We have, um, you know, a fun AEW Dynamite that happened. We're going to review a bunch of that stuff. Every week we take a trip back in time. We talk about what happened on this day. Um, we have a couple bits of bad news that we've got to get through, right? There's mm-hmm, a major yeah. one that happened yesterday. There's a major one that happened today. Um, we'll quickly hit on this one that happened today because there's more to unfold with this story, we feel like. Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt passed away today, or Wyndham Rotunda, if you will. The man who plays Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris, son of, you know, IRS, um, which is incredibly sad. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to seem, you know, standoffish from this, but obviously this just happened. We Like, this was just announced a few minutes before we started recording. So we don't want to misspeak or say something wrong here, right? And that's, yeah, and that's the whole reason why I think giving giving this time we will talk about it obviously we don't do a podcast daily uh so most likely next week we will kind of maybe do more of a deep dive uh about the bray wyatt character uh the Wyndham rotunda personality uh all of those things but yeah details are still not released to the public so it feels rushed to talk about it since we don't even know exactly what happened right yeah um however we do know uh, the second bit of bad news, we do know now confirmed information uh, that yesterday, uh, one of the greatest of all time, in some people's eyes, the greatest of all time, uh, Terry Funk had passed away at the age of 79. And we figured let's take a little bit of a deep dive, kind of like how we do with, uh, you know, back in time. Let's take a look at one of the most incredible careers in pro wrestling and that is obviously of terry funk so uh tim we talked about this a little bit earlier uh and so i did some research about hey let's talk about terry funk and now i wrote i wrote some some notes here right there off top of my head and i just wanted to go through them and at any time tim feel free to stop and and talk about it's like you should you would describe that handwriting as slursive well, when you have a tumor in the arm, it hurts to yeah, write. That's true. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. True. yeah. I'm left-handed and okay. it hurts right, to right. write with my left. All right. Yeah. I guess thanks. I'm a dick. All right. I guess. Yeah. Thanks for the support, <laughs> yeah. Tim. Uh, so here we go. All right. So obviously he starts off with uh, being the son of a famous wrestling father and then his older brother, Dory Funk Jr. So Dory Funk, obviously the father. Dory Funk Jr. being kind of the first one of the sons to get into the wrestling business and make a name for himself. Uh, and so from there, uh, they obviously do a tag team. Tim, I, I think you're frozen on my yeah, side. Yeah, I think you? so. Keep on. I may have to finagle with it. Keep telling, oh, okay. keep talking well, about Terry. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So they obviously start off with a tag team. Him and Dory Funk Jr. Uh, make a name for themselves in the state of Texas as a great tag team. Uh, but as their careers continue to advance, uh, Dory Funk Jr. actually gets his first run uh, with the 
NWA championship. And then as the Funk brothers kind of expand, they have to then come back home because uh, unfortunately their father had passed away. So they got to take over the territory. Uh, But from there, they realize, hey, we're some cult of personalities here. We need to expand our reach. Uh, So then then they kind of travel the country. And here's just some, uh, again, of the highlights here from when they start that move to really the end of his career. Uh, So first off, they become the first NWA, they become, excuse me, the first brothers to be the NWA heavyweight champions. So both Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk become NWA champions. The only time, at least in my recollection, that brothers have been NWA champions, which again, at that time is a major deal because you have Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Jack Briscoe, Jerry Briscoe. You've got a ton of real heavy hitters. And here is Terry Funk and Dory Funk making a name for themselves as well. Uh, So then obviously from there, uh, they uh, take their talents to Japan. They then become, honestly, two of the most beloved non-Japanese wrestlers of all time. Also, during this time, is when we get the infamous Terry Funk forever promo. Forever! Forever! Iconic, if you're a pro wrestling fan. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Terry Funk forever. I guarantee you, you're going to love what you see and what you hear there. Uh... And then we get into his WWF career. And so one thing that's pretty incredible just to consider is that this is a guy who came into the territory of WWF and said, hey, junkyard dog, Hulk Hogan, we're going to wrestle. I'm going to be the crazy Texan. This is when he has the uh, the branding iron and the cowboy hat and the and the chaps and whatnot. And he's out there. Almost at this time, you can start to see early shades of, oh, this guy's crazy, right? It's not the extreme hardcore necessarily, but it's flirting with it. And after his stint in WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it, that's then when we get into some crazy stuff. He goes over to Japan and he starts doing these death matches with Onita, exploding barbed wire death match, which was just off the charts incredible never been seen really especially from a guy with a stature of terry funk's uh status and he's doing all of this crazy stuff and one thing i forgot and i i even missed it on my notes and i was told myself i was gonna say it another iconic thing that terry funk did and again i haven't even got to ecw yet right (laughs) uh go back to his time in memphis the empty arena match between him and jerry lawler in insane think about it rock and mankind mick foley tried to replicate that and still didn't reach the kind of heights and uh visceral uh reactions that terry funk and jerry lawler got so that was one thing i missed in the 70s but yeah let's get back onto it um so yeah japan death matches killing it then he goes let's come back to america and kind of at this time he's doing both so he's a baby face in Japan and a heel in America. So he comes over to WCW and just goes right after the top guy, just like he did in WWF going after Hogan WCW. He's going after Ric Flair and we get some iconic matches. One of my favorite personal matches of Terry Funk is a cage match, a tag team cage match. Great Muda and Terry Funk versus Sting and Ric Flair. Awesome match. 
Obviously, I think from this stint, his most iconic match is the I Quit match. Uh, Meltzer gave it five stars. They also had a great American Bash match that was really, really good as well. Um, you also get the Dusty Sucks Eggs, as you can see here on our one shot. Uh, his feuds with Dusty Rhodes was also uh, a little bit before this time, but around this era. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, we do the death matches and he starts to kind of start to do more death matches with this with this upstart, this young upstart who kind of lost an ear, we think. And his name is Mick Foley, Cactus Jack. And these two guys are a hand in glove kind of fit. They are just perfect for each other in death matches all across Japan. They bring that over to America in a little promotion uh, called Eastern Championship Wrestling that would then change into Extreme Championship Wrestling. And there you go with more iconic moments. You have Terry Funk and Mankind getting all the chairs thrown into the ring. You have the, it's a public enemy, but still at this time, the, the ring collapsing because of all the fans and all of this kind of upstart, you know, uh, what am I trying to say here? The, the bubbling up of a new mm-hmm. subculture pro wrestling. And then you take that momentum from Terry Funk and you go right into barely legal 1997 becomes the heavyweight champion in the main event of their very first pay-per-view. And he's known as the old man, but Tim, we ain't done because no. then, then he says, Hey, I've been Terry Funk for a while. People love Terry Funk. I love Terry Funk. Been doing these death matches. Uh, my guy, Mick Foley. Now he's over there in WWF. I think I want to join him. So I'm going to go back, but I don't really want to be, uh, I don't really want to be Terry Funk. How about someone gives me a chainsaw and will call me chainsaw Charlie. And what the fuck? (laughs) This crazy guy running with a, a chainsaw there again, another iconic moment in a, career filled with them their feud with the new age outlaws you have them getting tossed off of a stage while they're in a trash can they win the tag team championships at wrestlemania 14 uh and you know are doing amazing stuff like that and again we can one last thing i'll say because i feel like i'm being a little bit long-winded here but just just consider that again he started in nwa when nwa was a thing he went all the way to WCW 2000, and I'm not joking. Go watch it. Uh, TNA 2004. So this guy was in the same locker room as Prime Harley Race and Prime AJ Styles. Think about that. Think about that one man going mm-hmm. across the all the decades there and being in all these locker rooms. Um, well, and competing at both of those guys' levels at those times, too. Like, uh-huh. not even just sharing the locker room, like was wrestling against those kind of fellas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, his matches to me are, are my style of matches. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast more than once, you know that my favorite wrestler right now is Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is the 2023 version of Terry Funk. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. New York, there's a New York flavor to Eddie Kingston where Terry Funk had the Texas flavor, but they're the same person. You know what I mean? cut from the same cloth uh some of the other iconic feuds that terry funk had that i would say if you don't know about his career go check it out ecw his promo battles with raven there's so many backstage raven promos where it's just one shot 
him and Terry Funk. And they're just, they get into a fist fight that I don't think was planned. It was just insane. That feud was great. His promos when he came back for a cup of coffee with Tommy Dreamer was Mm. insane. As mentioned, Ric Flair uh, over there, uh, Baba and, and Stan Hansen and uh, Brody and all of these guys. It's just, it's so crazy to consider he's five different wrestlers, right? You yeah. could say, oh, the Hall of Fame guy that was the first brother uh, heavyweight champions. That should go in the Hall of Fame. Well, that's not it. Oh, okay, so you mean like the Japanese deathmatch guy. Yeah, but that's not it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can continue to do it. Very, and I'm not trying to compare Jericho to Terry Funk, but very Jericho asking that, like, you're right. He had this kind of career and then he had this career over here and then he had this character over here and this career over yes. here. And like all of them separate would have been like, man, that's top notch stuff. That's You know what I mean? Like that's right. high level stuff everywhere he went. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I grew up a golden era WWE kid, right? Rise of Hogan wwf Mm -hmm. you know you know turning into monday night raw thing so i missed all of that kind of pre stuff of the terry funk era i did see some of this ecw stuff and then the the post the chainsaw charlie and those sorts of things um Mm -hmm. but i've always known terry funk is terry funk right i've known him to be probably the most influential pro wrestler uh of of multiple generations Oh, hey, and fun fact also, he influenced wrestlers to maybe try something different. If you recall, he's in fucking Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He's the fucking guy who got into movies so that he could get union health care and keep his SAG so he would do commercials randomly throughout the time. He would also do different movies like Roadhouse, like Over the Top. Do you remember Over the Top? Yes. Where Sylvester Stallone? He's yes, in that as well. Wrestling, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it just, there's another avenue of influencing people to say, hey, if you're kind of tired of taking chairs to the head, try a movie. He did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, Rowdy Piper did it as well. But, like, Terry Funk was also in that yeah. same kind of world. You can take some of these same that. bumps, but you get a take two. Right? You get a pause. Exactly. Between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or someone walks in for you and they take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also, you know, uh, wrestling documentaries. Let's not forget that the I'm not booked in Barely Legal yeah. was said to Terry Funk because of his retirement match against Bret Hart, which was one of what 68 uh, retirements he had, which became another trope of Terry yeah. Funk that was just so yeah. much fun. Again, I mean, I don't say that lightly. The most influential wrestler of multiple generations, right? You hear old heads talk about it. You hear guys like Eddie Kingston talk about it, who, you know, some people will consider him an old head. I understand it's a relative term, but um, but just multiple generations list him as a Mount Rushmore guy. And there's none other like him. Like, there, he is... Remember when you said when people who don't really watch wrestling a whole lot imitate a pro wrestler, they're doing Macho Man. When people mm-hmm. think of old school, riding the roads, NWA wrestler, they think of Terry Funk. Like, that right. is the guy. I 100% agree. Yeah, and just one of the things as, you know, the last 24 hours, which I've been doing is just watching Terry Funk matches. I've watched Terry Funk uh, wrestle Tully Blanchard, Bret Hart, Axel Rotten, Sandman and uh, the barely legal three-way where it was Shane Douglas Sandman. And then he beats Raven for the championship. I've watched those five matches today. So just totally Blanchard to Axel Rotten, both great matches. 
uh, Ric Flair, Bret Hart, both great matches. It's incredible. Anyhow, the thing though, that I was going to say that I really like the most now that I'm appreciating as a older wrestling fan is how he, how he has a sense of comedy, not sense of comedy, sense of humor while he wrestles. But at no point do you think, oh, he can't kick someone's ass. He can do like the, I'm rolling around in the dirt and mud and stuff. But then like, if you really want a fist fight, I'm probably going to knock you out. And it's like, it's crazy to have the realism of kicking your ass, but kind of the humor of like a comedy wrestle, which he never really was, but you understand what I mean. You know what? I want to make a hard distinction now that we've never done in this show, the 10 year history, but we've talked about this list of guys that are, that we said is they are on the list of thinks this shit is real list, right? But there's guys like Terry Funk and Eddie Kingston who make you feel like they think this shit is real, right? But I don't get the feel that they think this shit is real. Like, they're just so good at this, right? Like, yeah, you feel like they think this shit is real, but not in the bad way of, like, you know, punk and FTR. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, CM FTR, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, Terry Funk is just one of those where you could suspend your disbelief the moment Terry mm-hmm. Funk walked on the screen. And, and the attribute that I would a- attribute to him and also guys like Eddie Kingston is being present in the moment. So, for example, go watch some of those WCW matches he has with Flair and Sting and things like that. And he's doing crazy things because he's he's paying attention to what's happening and he can play off of it, right? He's not doing the, okay, at the four-minute mark, we are going to then throw me to the outside. He'll just go to the outside because maybe some fans are kind of, you know, looking up in the, in the, in the lights. So he's going to drag their attention back to him, right? Stuff like that. Another great example is just from last night's dynamite, Eddie Kingston, when Renee Paquette walks up to him and tries to do an interview and he pushes the microphone away. That wasn't written, right? Like that was such a genuine thing, but it's because both Terry Funk and Eddie Kingston are in the moment and know like, this is what I would do. Like, this is what my character or me would do in this situation. And so that's where it's like, that's what makes those kind of wrestlers yep. just outstanding to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a method acting, if you will, almost. It's great. Yeah. Um, very good. Yeah. Too. Now, and it's sad, um, you know, losing a legend like Terry Funk. I think we did know um, that Terry Funk was in poor health recently. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it like came yes. out of left field or anything like that, but right. it was, you know, it still is always sad and, mm-hmm. and just, it's, it's a shot to the heart when, you know, you have a connection to these folks again, you know, Tom and I have never met. I don't know if you've met Terry Funk in any meet and greets or anything like that, but like even outside no. of that, we don't know the man Terry Funk, um, but we've had these connections, right? The man entertained us oh. over years, like the stories he's told and it's just sad. It's a gut punch, you know? Um, anybody just tuning in, of course, we also briefly mentioned the Bray Wyatt passing that was just announced shortly, kind of before we went live. So we haven't really mm-hmm. dug deep into that, and we'll maybe discuss that more next week. That is sad as well. Um, it's just this this Terry Funk thing, though. It's just it's felt from the top down. I can't, you know, everybody's just kind of like uh, you almost don't know what to say. And we've said a lot, but because there's just you you've said a lot and you can't say enough. There's not enough to say. And one thing that I will say that is the silver lining in especially a guy like Terry Funk's career when he passes away. And there's been done before when Dusty Rhodes has passed away, things like that. 
but especially with this, you know, age of internet, social media, whatever you want to call it, you get to discover new things that maybe you didn't know. So for example, I told you this, uh, through Facebook, Twitter, one of Instagram, I forget where I saw it, but you know, being a Terry Funk fan right here, look at this funk you here's the action figure, Terry Funk, right? Uh, there's things I didn't know that I'm discovering right now. I was telling you uh, before there was a match between him and Stan Hansen that I guess was at a fair next to the river and Stan Hansen was disqualified for quote. And this is what they said over the PA Stan Hansen has been disqualified for throwing Terry Funk in the river. And you see Terry Funk and like crawling to like make it out of water. What? a trip it would be to be able to hop in the Spanish announced time machine and go listen to them work this up, you know, behind, you know, well, that's the curtain thing. at the river, right? And be like, listen, or yeah, maybe it's on the fly. He's like, listen, throw me in the river. Be like, dude, I'm not going to throw you in the river. You don't know the fucking current. Like just fucking throw me in the river. God damn it. Or I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Yeah. Right. Like, right, fine. Yeah. Fuck it. Bitch. <laughs> I can throw you in yeah. the river. Or, I, you know, I guess what you probably didn't have to do a lot of convincing to, to ask Stan, Stan Hansen, Hansen to throw you, yeah. so, you know, Stan Hansen be like, "All right, fuck it, let's go." <laughs> yeah, and so, so that to me is the silver lining. And again, as you said, it is very unfortunate when any of these legends pass away because they can't share any more of their stories in real time. Right? We only have the memories that we have. But with social media, one of the things that has been enjoyable that I've been finding throughout this time is again those little moments like the Stan Hansen match or the full promo of forever from Terry Funk out in uh, Tokyo, Japan. so it's like those things have been really fun, which has been enjoyable. It's sad that we have to come together quote unquote to do that, but it is still something, a silver lining that uh, you can enjoy on social media sites. If you search Terry Funk. Yeah. Well, all right, we will continue on with the show then. And we have a lot of exciting stuff to get into. Um, you know, we, we looked at a sad thing in the past. We're going to look at some fun things in the past. And then we're going to look to the future for pro wrestling's biggest event coming up this weekend. And I'm giddy with excitement. I was telling my boss today. like <laughs> I couldn't shut up about it. I'm getting excited to talk mm-hmm. about that. But first, uh, some less somber things. We're going to go back in time. And we're going to talk about what happened on this day. In pro wrestling history, for any new listeners slash viewers, we like to do this every week. We go over what, you know, the days of next week, Monday through Friday, something that happened on that day in pro wrestling history, so you can come armed with some factoids to impress your friend, parentheses S, right? I don't know what you're like. I don't know if you're a nice person mm. or not. Yeah. Tom, are you ready for this? Are you buckled in? Are you ready? Uh-huh. Let's, come on. Let's let's Back go. Let's see what happened. On this day. August 28th. 2000 WCW Nitro was held in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So you know it's going to be good. Oh yeah. The the Dark Carnival of Vampiro, Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J defeated 3 Count of Evan Courageous, Shane Helms and Shannon Moore. Those are your guys, the yeah, ICP. Yeah, 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 well they're a little they're a little weird. <laughs> Lance Storm defeated Sergeant A Wall in a tables match. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Rick Steiner defeated Mike Awesome in a bunkhouse brawl match. The you Great don't Muda. Like me, 
bite me. Bite me. Which, yeah. you know what? Not bad. I thought that was decent. I was like, eh. Okay. Yeah. I thought that would catch on. I was like, people will say that. Like, fucking sure. dudes with the barbed wire tattoo rings would love that, right? Mm-hmm. Drinking their fucking bush lights. You don't like me? Bite me. Mm-hmm. We should start it again. We could probably make a million selling fucking cheap t-shirts. Put Trump's well, face on it. And like, if you don't like me, bite me. And just fucking sell it roadside at fucking NASCAR well, events and shit. Well, unfortunately, you could just keep Rick Steiner's face on it and probably still hit that same get demo. same thing. But, yeah, he would endorse yeah. it. Get him to sign it. He'll come to the, yeah. the meet and greet. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, okay. What else we got Back here? This. Great the Muda. Great Muda and Sting wrestled to a no contest draw. In 2000? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> August 28, 2000. <laughs> That's insane. Sting. All in 1989 the place, they wrestled yeah. they wrestled in yeah. 1989 yeah. and 2000 yeah. and like 2022 right like didn't yeah. they do it <laughs> they did a tag match together yeah forever just like a fight forever <laughs> yeah oh all right God, and insane. kevin nash defeated booker t to win the world heavyweight title in a match where which wrestler was the special guest referee I, I would guess 2000. I think Scott Hall was kind of out of it, so he wasn't there. I think they were kind of leaning on the old heads, so I'm going to go Ric Flair. It was a sleeveless referee shirted up, Jeff Jarrett, your favorite. God. And I should have known Referee that. shirt with a collar, black collar. No sleeves. Is this when he Jeff was in the Jarrett. NWO? When I it was like him was and like, Bret Hart and Kevin well, Nash? Well, I think, yeah, and Kevin Nash, yeah. Because I think the, the special enforcer was Scott Steiner. Mm-hmm. I hate I think you. this was a trap for Booker T, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the black and white trap. I think. Brett, I, think. Uh, I didn't go back to watch no. it because <laughs> Yeah, you ain't gonna do that. Come on, easy. <laughs> All right, let's hop in the Spanish announce time machine and go. Back in time. August 29th, 1992. Oh, I'm excited for this one. WWF SummerSlam was held in front of just over 80,000 fans at Wembley Stadium. In London, England. What's old is new, right? Mm-hmm. At yeah. this time, this was the largest attendance for a professional wrestling event in history. Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels and Rick the Model Martell wrestled to a no contest draw in a no hitting in the face match. Mm-hmm. The Natural Disasters retained the world tag team titles, defeating the Beverly Brothers. The Macho Man, Randy Savage, retained the world heavyweight title when he lost via countout to the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. And the British Bulldog won the Intercontinental title, defeating another one of Tom's favorites. Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. Doing the good job to his to his British buddy so he can stand there and hold that IC title. That was a hell of a crowd. That was a big event. SummerSlam 92 is one of their best SummerSlams to this day, I think. Uh, yeah. And again, one thing that I dislike is how Bret Hart would love to tell you every single time that British Bulldog 
could barely move around during that match. And if it wasn't for me and my professionalism and all my great moves, that match would have sucked. Come on, man. Like, yeah. British Bulldog isn't even here to defend himself against that. And I'm not saying he was or wasn't that state, yeah. but that's just an that's just a needless thing to say during yeah, why keep time. shitting on him now, and now about yeah. it. Like, like let's go, man. Yeah. 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 But interesting. Wembley Stadium, just over 80,000 fans. Largest attendance for a professional wrestling event in history all those years ago. Here we mm-hmm. are again, right? Mm-hmm. History repeats. That's why we take these trips and see what happened. August 30th, 1998. WWF SummerSlam was held in New York City. D'Lo Brown retained the European title, defeating Val Venus. Via disqualification. X-Pac defeated Jeff Jarrett in a hair versus hair match. The New Age Outlaws won the World Tag Team titles, defeating Mick Foley in a handicap match. Which is interesting. Okay. Uh, Triple H won the Intercontinental title, defeating The Rock in a ladder match. Mm Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin retained the World Heavyweight title, defeating The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline and Mark Marrow lost an intergender tag team match against Sable and this wrestler who was making his WWF pay-per-view debut. Okay, Sable mm-hmm. had someone debuting with him. Yep, yep. And it was pay per view debut. Mar- the person had been the person oh. had debuted, but it's their pay per view debut. Mm-hmm. And it was against Mark Marrow and who? Uh oh, Jacqueline. Okay. Sorry, I this thing. Mm-hmm. I. Edge. I don't know. It is Edge. Uh, <laughs> it is Edge. And I like that. And I p- specifically picked that one out because there's a lot of rumors here, right? Are we going to see Edge at all out? And maybe maybe that's in your picks. Maybe I don't want to spoil some of that. But could we be seeing another pay-per-view debut for mm. Edge uh, all these years later? Um, interesting, right? Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I just literally guessed because I just said, oh, on this day. And I was like, you know what? I'm saying his name. I I knew nothing. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, it is. It is sort of the namesake of. Yeah, yeah. It's his music. Right. He's yeah, in the news, Edge. right? Yeah, yeah. It's Edge. Yeah, that was uh, a good match, by the way. The match that yeah. he had with Sheamus on Friday Night SmackDown. You know, I like to give a lot of um, hell to WWE and deservingly so. But however, I will acknowledge good things when I see them. And I did take the time to watch that match. And both guys were incredible. Side note, we act like Sheamus was like the young guy in that match. He's 45. Okay. He ain't like young either. You know what I mean? This wasn't just like edge on his last legs versus the in prime upstart, you know, wrestler. This was another guy that's maybe on his yeah. last leg, which is having the Seamus is on an all time run right now. Like ever since he got hooked up with Drew McIntyre and Gunther and then did his brawling brutes thing. Outstanding. Anyhow, I'm sorry. 
continue. No, yeah, no, no need to be sorry. <laughs> that was good. All right, let's. On this day. You already have the answer to this one. August 31st, 1983, All Japan Pro Wrestling held a special event in Tokyo, Japan to mark the retirement of a beloved superstar. This show would feature the retiring wrestler in a bloody tag team match with his real-life brother against Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy. This would, however, eventually prove to be one of many official retirements for this wrestler. Terry Funk forever, man. Love Terry, Terry Funk, Funk forever. And this is the forever match of which you spoke earlier in our uh, in our sort of tribute and breakdown of the of the career of, of Terry Funk and again you know we won't dig into it here because we we said a lot of things but yeah amazing spot here I mean this was this was a match I have seen this well I will say one quick note about the forever thing I think some newer fans think that that's like a wrestling I'm gonna wrestle forever which I think kind of took a life of its own every time he came back from a retirement it's like oh terry funk forever and then they would kind of play that clip which got more notoriety uh but he's talking about japan he's like japan is number one forever that is not uh, <laughs> he's just like i love it here forever yeah, my wife yeah. and me we love it here like that's what he's saying and so anyhow i just thought that was a fun yeah. side note about the fun it took on a bit of a different a uh, bit of a different yeah. life yeah yeah exactly. rest in peace terry funk man Indeed. September 1st, 1979. One of pro wrestling's most influential, historically significant dates featured an event in Brazil that totally, absolutely, definitely happened for realsies. What? I don't know what I'm supposed to say there. A tournament was held in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, to crown the first WWF Intercontinental Champion. A tournament that Pat Patterson would win. A tournament that actually happened. 100% serious. True facts. Yeah, let's just say that out loud. Just to make sure that we're all on the same page here. This was for the Intercontinental Championship, correct? Mm -hmm. The new, yeah, the brand new Intercontinental title. And we're going to do it in a market we've never done before. Rio de Janeiro. And by the way, we didn't tape it. We didn't tell anybody about it beforehand. We don't have any evidence of it. But that guy won. Who did he face? Uh Uh-huh. Bunch of dudes. Tournament. Bunch of guys. Tournament. Yep. 100%. By the way, one of our hand-picked guys is going to be a a right-hand man for the next 40 years. (laughs) Crazy how that works. Crazy how that works. Totally happened. So that's all we have, man, for on this day. Um, should we discuss what you just sent me? It seems somewhat official. I've seen some other people kind of mention it. Yeah. So again, this is all developing as we're recording. Unfortunately, we have done this before. Uh, if you recall back in the day, we were live when yeah. uh, Ultimate Warriors passing happened. So uh, not the most fun time to be recording podcasts. However, we are. So we might as well talk about it. Um it has been, I guess, confirmed. Uh, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, who I give a lot of grief to. However, he does have good connections and for the most part does a good journalistic job. I uh, said he was, quote, I was given permission to reveal that earlier this year, Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt, got COVID that exacerbated a heart issue. There was a lot of positive progress towards a recovery 
or towards a return and his recovery. Unfortunately, today he suffered a heart attack and passed away. So uh, very unfortunate circumstances, especially being so young. Um, a heart attack is obviously a very sudden thing to, to happen. And it seemed like there was a lot of, like he said, positive progress, but yeah. unfortunately today was not one of those days. Today was not one of those days. Yeah. And um, I mean, again, it is sad passing of Bray Wyatt. Hey, look, there was a time where I thought Bray Wyatt might change wrestling. Right. Um, so there's a lot to say about Bray Wyatt. Right. I mean, there's been some ups and downs of the Bray Wyatt career, but all of that's for nothing now. Right. Like the man has passed and and mm-hmm. family members are affected. Um, I, I, to, to not be too much of a dick, um, uh, we urge you here to make sure you get vaccinations. And I mean, I understand you can get COVID whether you're vaccinated or not. I don't know if Bray Wyatt was or not. Like, I don't know anything about that. I'm not saying anything. Just a general statement. Was not, but a general statement. Um, uh, for reasons like this, you know, um, and that sucks, man. Um, Bray Wyatt, definitely one of the most uniquely creative characters I think we've ever seen. Yeah. And obviously in his short career in comparison to others, um, there was so many just incredible moments. Some of the ones that stick out to me, obviously the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena during a time of COVID when we didn't know really what a cinematic match would Amazing look like stuff. in WWE. I show somebody that today. And off the charts, especially hardcore fans that got all the other little details. Outstanding. Obviously his work in NXT with the Wyatt family, uh, then moving up to the main roster, the Daniel Bryan story, I think was something that was really good. Um, the lead up to WrestleMania with John Cena was outstanding. Unfortunately, the match, the wrong person won in my opinion, but again, that's creative differences, not anything personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the last really, Oh my God, hell yeah. Um, moment for me was that entrance at SummerSlam when it was the fiend, against Finn Balor and he just decapitated Finn Balor by just like snapping his neck. Like Finn did nothing to him, but that, that new song, you know, at the time it was the new song walking with his head on a fucking lantern. I mean, that still gives me goosebumps. That moment was fucking rad, man. Like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love that. So, you know, one thing that we're also not going to act as if we are uh, now painting everything with rose colored glasses. We were very critical of this last run that he had done mm-hmm. when he came back. Mm-hmm. But as we've said a billion times, and we'll say it to anyone who's a new listener uh, or new viewer, what, everything that we're saying is purely what we see on television. A- as you can tell, we're only talking about this when it's confirmed news. We don't do the, Hey, so it's speculated that Christian actually doesn't like Swerve Strickland. And so he, dude, this is a bad tag team match. Like we don't do any of that. Cause who cares? It, we're not working there. Right? right. We also don't talk about like, it's incredible to know 80,000 people are going to be uh, at a wrestling event, but we're not going to say, Oh man, it was only the second most uh, profitable event. Cause we don't make the money. Fuck. Yeah. I ain't, yeah. We're giving them I gotta money. pay money so to watch the... this bitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So our fucking uh, money. <laughs> right. So that's all to say when we were critical of the Bray Wyatt character and the Bray Wyatt kind of creative process that we're seeing, 
it's not Wyndham Rotunda, you know, obviously Jeff Jarrett, Bret Hart, Young Bucks, you know, we've been critical of those. It's purely what we're seeing because we don't know these people. You know what I mean? So uh, with with Bray Wyatt, though, um, but I just wanted to acknowledge that because I don't want to be like, you hated. Maybe some minor exceptions for Bret Hart and Phil Brooks, but you know what I mean? Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but what I, what I mainly want to address is like, I don't want people to be like, Hey, so on episode four eighteen, you were super critical of Bray Wyatt in his lead up to LA night. And it's like, yeah, cause that sucked. But like, I bet he was still a great father. You know what I mean? Like it's, it has nothing yeah. to do with that. God, that was the, um, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Yeah. And, and side note, uh, not to reveal <laughs> too many things here, but, um, Bray Wyatt had a daughter who was on my brother's daughter's cheer team. So uh, my brother can tell you Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, because we were Steiner brother fans as a kid, but he quickly got out of that phase and I stayed in it, but he didn't know who Bray Wyatt was. He only found out through conversation with Wyndham Rotunda. Oh, I'm a pro wrestler. And then he obviously calls me and I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, great guy. Uh, super easy to talk to, uh, obviously kind of physically like impressive, you know, yeah. especially at a, at a, at a, I, th- I think at the time it's a, a fourth grade girls cheer yeah. competition. Yeah. He's <laughs> a so, wide uh, dude when he comes in, like that's probably cause you're probably like, what do you do? Right. Like, cause right. you're something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And all the tattoos and the crazy hair and all of that. Uh, so again, speaking only from secondhand my brother's experience with uh, Wyndham Rotunda, a very personable and nice gentleman uh, to talk to. So again, that's why this sucks, well, right? And it's, again, it's more than well. And I was standing a daughter, family, like right, like JoJo, um, uh, mm-hmm. the ring announcer, right, um, is mm-hmm. his wife, uh, and so like there's a lot. These unexpected things suck. Uh, this is another thing too. Like uh, you know, remember your loved ones and your family, right? Like this is um, these sorts of things are unpredictable and unavoidable, right? Um, so enjoy these moments when you have them with folks. You know, definitely. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Mm, uh, and just yeah. a side note, where my brain goes to, and I again, I am not a father, so I will never experience this. However, just the idea, IRS is losing a child like that's right you know what i mean like not to get off on a side tangent but like the 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 cycle of life is not supposed to go that way you know what i mean and so yeah well and a daughter is not supposed to you know like at at that age right is not supposed to deal with that then right right, exactly yeah yeah um so anyhow uh again we got confirmation from someone that i trust as far as real news so that's why yeah, I talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Sean Ross Sapp, if he said, I have permission from the people's family, I believe that, right? When he says, right. sources tell me something, sometimes we're a little iffy, but that's pretty clear. Like, I don't, I, like we don't think the guy's going to outright lie, right? And exactly. so 100%. we'll roll with that. And, um, and of course, maybe there's more even to come, but that sounds just really shitty all around. So we will try to re steer back into some pro wrestling uh, talk of current times. Another way that you can contact us, and there's many ways to contact us, you can send us an email, and we'll read it here on the show, to tableshow at gmail.com. You can use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. Heck, yeah, it's, fine. It's Twitter. I know. No, no, 
side note it's twitter we talked about this before go to the website go on your browser and go to your website you know what you're going to twitter.com it's yeah, not go to x.com. x.com yeah where are you gonna go <laughs> well if you go to x you might find some things you might not yeah. see by by saying go to x.com i don't mean you should go to x.com i'm saying I, I meant that as a shorthand form of if you were to go to X.com, right? We right. do not suggest yeah. that you go to X.com on the Spanish announce table. I want to be clear about no, that. No, but, but I'm just saying, as a side note, you're still going to Twitter.com. So the discussion of what do we call it, we still call it Twitter, you sillies. Yeah. Like, let's grow yeah, yeah. up. Until so they call you can it use, yeah. You can yeah. use hashtag tweet the table on there. We'll read those on the show. You can also use that email, tableshow at gmail.com. To use what I like to call the Spanish announce answering machine. You send us an audio clip of yourself talking, right? Talk about some wrestling. Ask us a question, right? Give us a topic to discuss or something. Make it brief, right? We don't need no eight-minute diatribes here. And uh, we got one of those from our good buddy, Ash. Tom, you ready for that? Hell yeah. I'm always ready. What's up, boys? It's Ash. I got a question for you this week. It was supposed to be last week's question, but I got really drunk uh, and forgot to send it after recording, which was very smart of me. Anyway, what storylines do you think ran on for way too long, and what storylines do you think got cut off before it got really interesting? Yeah, okay, that's it, actually, that's it for me. All right, you have a good weekend. I hope you enjoy the show this weekend. I'll be there live at Wembley, and uh, I'll see you next week. Oh, wait, actually, one more thing. T-Mac, I lost more money on Sean O'Malley's knockout there because I had money on Aljo to win it. But, no, he showed poor fight IQ and got his ass knocked out for it, so that's great. Anyways, peace. Mm, losing money on them, uh, on them fights. Well, Aljamain Sterling shouldn't have took, t- taken the fight because he was already injured walking into it, but uh, the UFC is a horrible organization. So they make their fighters fight for pennies when they want to, not when the fighters want to. So anyhow, that sucks. And, but Sean O'Malley is good, but let's have him run it back when Al Joe's ready. Anyhow, let's talk about storylines. Um, do you want to go first? Well, I mean, an instant one that comes to mind of going on way too long is the big one that are, that's going on way too long right now. And that's the bloodline that comes Ooh. to easy recency bias comes to mind. It's going on way too long. Uh, hot take, even though it was one of the greatest pro wrestling storylines ever, the NWO storyline ran way too long. Oh, my God, yes. Way too long. To, to a certain extent, so did DX, right? There was a time yep. period where DX was in the corporation, but then Triple H wasn't there, but then Road Dog was there, but the next box was with Kane, and then like yeah. that also ran on way yeah. too long I'm as well. I'm blanking at the moment. Maybe more will come to mind as we discuss uh, on the other way of like things that got cut too short. The Summer of Punk comes to mind, right? Uh, the oh, initial yeah. early Summer of Punk is the first thing that comes to mind, but what do you got for some of these answers? To clarify, WWE Summer of Punk, because ROH is also considered the Summer of yeah, Punk. Yeah, but yes. correct. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the Punk leaves with the WWE title storyline. Yeah. Right. Yes, that was rushed 1 million percent. I'm going to answer this a little bit differently as far as rushed, uh, because I don't think the storyline was rushed. I think the timing of it was rushed. And that is the invasion with WCW and ECW. Mm. I think if you hold your cards and wait till those contracts come up and then you can do Hogan, Nash, Hall, Goldberg, Hopefully you get staying with that group of people instead of Jindrak and O'Hare and not, not to 
Lance cut Storm, those guys down. Lance Storm, but yeah, those weren't the fucking guys that we were wanting to see. So that was rushed in that sense, as it was just, well, we got to who's the DDP? Well, they like him, right? Okay, he's the star. What? He's a stalker? Sure. Throw him out there. Like, what? Does no one want to think this through? So I would say that is a rushed storyline, although the storyline itself was fine. It was just timing of it. Yeah. Uh, ones, ones that went on too long. I would be kind of critical here because it just didn't make any sense. But this whole Keith Lee, uh, Swerve Strickland, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? Is this, we're, hey, but we're, we're not getting a payoff. So is it, we're, yeah. are we here? We're there. So I don't like that one. That's not good. Um, Bloodline, I would say, as far as the beats is fine. But as I think you would agree, we do three weeks where, is Sami Zayn liked by Roman? And it's like, get to the fucking point, right? Yeah, like, right. the story is still good. How long you're telling to... Because, like, the NWO sucked when it was Stevie Ray and Disco Inferno or whatever, right? Like, yeah, we're, we've gone on too long. Here, like, we're still doing good stuff, but fuck, man, we're... Yeah, we could have done this in six months and we've done it in right. 14 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the part that I don't like about it is how long it's fucking taking. Um, yeah. What are some other ones? Uh, this I outcast think the- thing kind of came up lame. I think they're still like telling it, but we thought it was going to go a different direction is maybe a different way to mm-hmm. answer that question too. Right. Mm-hmm. That one bugs me in recency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the higher power where it turned out mm-hmm. to be Vince. I think that was. I think that was rushed. I think that was too soon because we just went, oh, so, it's Vince. Yeah, the the anonymous GM went on way too long and had no real payout, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, here we go. Now we've just opened the floodgates. Um, something that sucked and also went on too long, Vince McMahon's son. Remember mm. that? And it ended up being Hornswoggle, right? When all that signs sucked. were to, to Kennedy, Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah just shit the bed fit. so that one fits so much because like he had the walk the the shit like that would have been so perfect that would have been amazing oddly enough uh anonymous gm and vince McMahon's son both ended up being hornswoggle oh so there you go there you go yeah, no, more vince McMahon um, humor don't know what to do with it put it on the midget oh yeah um I mean, that's, I, yeah. I say that as a term, McMahon as he would say, my term. Yes. Right, yes. Right. right. Of course. Yeah. No, I got that. Um, yeah. And so those are the ones that come to mind kind of quickly, but I bet you, if we were to, you know, go back in time, we could probably find a road back warrior. Time. Yeah. We could find some, some ones there that, but for recency bias, that's what I would say. You know what? I, I also, I forgot, um, you had sent me a clip that you wanted me to get, and I forgot to grab it. But you also sent me one last week, and this is just fun that I want to throw in here for a moment. Um, you, you said you wanted to use this in the future, and we never touched on it last week. But um, since we're doing these clips again, uh, let's talk about this. Big Stoke! Oh, did it not come through? <laughs> I don't think it came through. Maybe. Oh, no, I did. I heard it. Okay, I heard it. All right. So, yeah. Isn't that fun? I love it. Yeah, Stokely Hathaway. By the way, I know $9.99 for a subscription. We have 600 million subscriptions. Streaming is obviously the biggest con pulled on the American public because cable should have been the way. But nope, we decided to separate it all out and make you pay twice as much. Anyhow, 
I will say the Ring of Honor subscription of $9.99 is pretty great in the sense of the whole catalog of past events. Plus, right now, the story that Stokely Hathaway and Samoa Joe have going on is pretty insane. Also, Dalton Castle and the boys are hitting on all cylinders. And then you have other, you know, secondary fun things like uh, Shibata as your um, pure champion, things like that. But Stokely Hathaway is, as expected, just absolutely killing it in all Big Stoke! (laughs) The best. The best. He's also um, the guy that said, uh, God, what, well, first of all, yeah, he had. You raggedy bitch. And then. The worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. <laughs> I mean, he's the best. That's a pretty, that's a pretty bad crime. I'm going to, that's, that's, that's bad. That's, you don't want to be caught that is without bad. a license when you're yeah. dick riding. So, all right, I think. Was there more or did we answer Ash's question? I, feel I like think we, we did. I think we did. And so what we're going to do yeah. now is we're going to kind of do a blended version of recaps and picks. So we are going to go through the match order as I see it on Wikipedia. So again, we do not read spoilers. So if collision has a match that was announced, it will not be factored into our picks. If it is such a monumental match that we must have a pick on it, Tim and I will converse and then let you know on next week's show. But, um, I'm only seeing this as it's shown on Wikipedia. So as mentioned, if it gets added, won't be factored into the picks. However, these picks mean something again. So I think we've said it on the podcast, but if not, we're saying it here. Uh, The loser of this picks for all in must wear on the show and maybe more on the show. The newest shirt in shop aw from our beloved jeff jarrett and so <laughs> loser has to wear a jeff jarrett shirt it's the aw one that they just released on shop aw.com oh, i'm sure it's glorious oh it's it's an old man jeff jarrett not wearing it. a shirt yeah well <laughs> it's it's an old man without a shirt on so that should right there be enough I feel like it's got to have um, a wolf howling at a moon right it should but it doesn't um so yeah so tim will have to wear that when the shipment comes in after yeah everybody who's game. watched our picks games over the years is confident that you're gonna take this home Hey, do we forget about the time period of picks where you thought John Cena was turning heel every single pay-per-view? That was summertime, so maybe maybe <laughs> the heat gets to me, right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. sometimes my brain gets a little fried from this humidity that we've been having here in Kansas City. Fuck my life. It's been hot here. Oh, my goodness. It has been. All right, so let's kick it off with the zero hour. And the first the match I have... Yeah, the zero hour buy-in. And this is the first match that's listed. Yeah. Uh, The first match that is listed, it is for the ROH World Tag Team Championships. It is Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole. So before we do our picks, Tim, let's talk about last night. So Aussie Mm -hmm. Open defend their tag team championships against the Hardys, which is a good team to beat, which they do. Fine match. They carried the Hardys because the Hardys are tough to move around right now. And they mm-hmm. did it. So credit to them. Post-match, MJF and Adam Cole run down because they're beating up on 
the Hardys. They then do the whole thing. They try to do a double clothesline. That doesn't work. MJF tries to do the kangaroo kick. That doesn't work. Then MJF holds one of Ozzy open. I think it was fat Ozzy open. And Adam Cole does the kick. Fat one moves. Uh, MJF catches the kick. Then there's a stare down. Then there's a shoulder check. Walk off. Stops. MJF grabs the ring. Looks at it a few times, then puts it away, yells Cole, and they hug. On top of that, we also got some good character work before the main event where Renee Paquette sat down with both MJF and Adam Cole. What did you make of the interviews and also the the closing segment? So the MJF one, just... All right, so here's here's the scenario I was watching the show at. A little peek behind the curtain. We were at the emergency vet last night, my wife and I. Dogs oh. at the vet, going through some things. Yeah. He's home, we're fine. But, you know, so while we're waiting on some results from some blood work and stuff, I'm watching the show on my phone with headphones in. And MJF has me laughing, which looks like a poor spot to be laughing, right? I'm at the emergency <laughs> vet. Somebody in the other room is having their dog put down. And I'm like, would you stop saying the shit that you're saying? <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, you're embarrassing me, <laughs> right? He's so yeah. good. The the like, she was like, what's it gonna be like in front of eighty thousand fans? He's like, it means daddy's gonna have a little chub, like just fucking. <laughs> and then what he said about the British bulldog, he's like, if he had charisma, and was a good public speaker or something like, yeah, just insane. He's the best. Adam Cole getting upset we have roderick strong giving a thing later uh-huh. man i'm leaning away right now and we'll get to it but yeah the this storyline has only delivered i can't recall a moment in this where i'm like yeah that was a bit lame like this has been great from start to finish 100 percent agree yeah from the moment they said shut up shivani to last night it has been an a plus in all regards My takeaway from the promos was it's interesting to see the promos and I'll even factor in this post-match segment here is to me, it seems as if MJF is a bad guy trying to go good. So he has the tendencies because he's been bad for so long to shoulder check you to, if you're looking at my title, that means I got to kill you kind of thing. Don't look at my girl. But he... Yeah, but he's learning through his friendship with Adam Cole that like he doesn't be have to be that way. Right. So it's this uh, almost like a relapse that he goes into when he has these moments of grabbing the dynamite diamond ring and putting it on or a collision grabbing the title belt and he was going to hit relapse. Adam Cole, right? It's a great term for it. Yeah. Where Adam Cole, it feels as if there's a flirtation with the dark side where it's man that did feel kind of good and i don't like that you fucking saw it all right like you know when you catch someone in the act of maybe you have kids when they were children grabbing a cookie they wanted the fucking cookie do it now (laughs) but they're mad at you that you caught them right they're not mad that they took the cookie they're just mad that you saw it right right and that's the feeling i get from adam cole where it feels more as if hey would everyone shut the fuck up and it's like well no one said anything you know and to fast forward to what was roddy strong's phrase about mjf he was like 
he was like MJF. He was like he was like at the, by the end of All Out, MJF will yeah. have shown you what type of person he really is. That's and Adam key Cole. Phrase that oh, he said and Adam Cole. Okay, yeah, yeah. So let's let's hold off on our main event pick. Let's get to the yeah. the the yeah. zero what hour. What do you think? Match. Who's I'm giving you this first one. Who's winning this tag team? Match? It's Aussie Open. Aussie Open. As I mentioned looking at it from a critical standpoint, not a storyline standpoint, just optics. I do. I, I never, unless it's a one-off special thing that we never see again, I never will think I'm going to see consistently MJF wrestle on ring of honor television. Right. I just don't think that's ever going to happen. And so, so now let's clarify that. Do you think Aussie open gets the, your winners of the match, Aussie Open, but pinfall or is this? Because I kind of think we have a possibility of better than you, Bebe, winning the match, but it's via disqualification or something along those lines. Oh, that's we a good one. To, yeah, because that's I think going to be my pick. I think they win this match via disqualification. Aussie Open says. Fuck it, hits him with the title, something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah. I I I'm gonna stay true. I think Aussie Open does get the victory, and okay. that's where the the cracks start to show where it's how the fuck did you let skinny Hansen Aussie Open pin you? Right? Like yeah. that is the gonna be the look that they have. Yeah, it each all other. depends on what story they're telling, right? It's either yeah. one of those two. And and I think there's trouble amiss. So what I think is going to happen is I think they're going to win via disqualification because Roddy Strong is going to fuck something up and both guys are going to act like they didn't ask him to be there. And now we get the, what the fuck's your boy doing? Hey, my fucking boy. I didn't tell him to fucking, he, he fucking, Ooh. you know, he threw me to the side. He was here for you. Right? Like that kind of thing. Ooh. Okay. I'm still, right? I, I still okay. think it's something happens. And no. one of them takes the But pick. it's that or it's, yeah, well, they run into each other. They accidentally, you know, instead of catching the boot this time, he hits yeah. That's probably what it is. It's probably the same setup. He goes for the super kick. He doesn't catch it this time. He hits him. And now he's looking at him, right? Like, you you son school of a boy. bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. a schoolboy one, two, three. There you go. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so there's our first picks. Uh, I got... So we both think that the Aussie Open will retain their tag team championship Correct. match. But I think I the, think, that Aussie, I think the identified winners of the match will be MJF and Adam Cole. Yeah, and I got the identified winners. Fuck, I don't feel com- comfortable saying I don't that. either. I, I don't either now. But, you know what I mean? Again, it's, it's which way they're going to tell the story. I think it's one of those two well, things so, that happens. So here's the thing, though. This is This is where you run into an issue if one of them gets pinned you either have both of them get pinned in the same night right one loses in the first match and then the other one loses in the main event or you have one of them took both gets pinned twice and that's not good so now i've talked myself out of it it's it's gonna be a schmoz finish <laughs> mjf and adam cole win schmoz okay. finish so you're saying the same thing. Ooh, wait a minute. But what if it's a schmoz finish and MJF and Adam Cole get disqualified? 
Mm-hmm. What if MJF falls into the trap of I'm going to use this diamond ring, hits him, ref catches him, that's the match. Adam Cole now is like, you motherfucker, you cost me the one championship I didn't get. Oh, I like that one better. So you're saying winners of the match are still Aussie Open, even though yeah, it's a schmoz so finish at the DQR. Yeah, yeah, so your yeah. final answer is Aussie Open wins it's the Aussie match. Open. Aussie uh, Open wins the match. God This damn is it. why pro wrestling is fun is because you can win the match and not win this story, right? Yeah. That would make the most sense. MJF grabs the diamond ring. Or Adam Cole grabs MJF's diamond ring. The diamond ring is used. Ref sees it. Adam Cole then goes, how the fuck did you cost me the one championships I wanted to win in Ring of Honor? And then we move on. All right, let's actually move on then. So we don't have a story from last night's Dynamite because it was advertised, but then got pushed to Collision or Rampage, one of them. But it has been announced here on Wikipedia. It is for the FTW Championship. Mm. Jack Perry. Yes. One on one versus Hook. What do you got? Yeah, what happened with the retiring of the... I think it got pushed. I think it got pushed to collision. Because one thing, and I did not catch this because I have a smooth brain, but if you paid attention, the uh, commentary team was next to the ring, and that's because after Dynamite, they filmed collision. So they didn't have enough time in the two hours to do uh, uh, Jack Perry there, so they just pushed him to collision because he was already there. Gotcha. Yeah, man, this match, I'm going to say Hook wins, wins the FTW title. No. I, I yeah, Hook wins. Hook wins. Hook wins. Yeah. Uh, Hook wins, and I and I think we're going to get some version of Sandman, Sabu, Rob Van Dam, Jerry Right. Wins. We're in England. We're going to get a bunch of things, right? Yeah. Moments. I wouldn't be shocked. Don't be shocked, because another uh, – person in hooks past that has helped him out that is a very famous uh person is action bronson don't be shocked if action bronson shows up True. in fucking london True. england and True. body slams jack perry or something True. so yeah 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 all right so we both got hooked then yeah hook all right it's hook of course it's hook nobody beats hook. hook nobody beats hook unless it's jack perry uh all right so yeah, then was, now we're know. getting to the pay-per-view portion and I'm just going from what's listed here. Uh, we have next up for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Champions Ooh. FTR taking on challengers, the Young Bucks. And before we get to our picks, let's talk about last night's promo battle, I guess you could call it, uh, where it was a sit down with Renee Paquette. And it was FTR on her left and the Young Bucks on her right. And they decided to have words for each other. What'd you think of the promo battle between these two? I felt like these guys did an immense job of capturing everything this feud has ever been. FTR is taking their shit way too seriously. Young Bucks are being too flippant about the situation at hand. And they're getting on each other's nerves. And, it's, and it it worked. It worked very well here. It looked like FDR legitimately wanted to slap the shit out of the Young Bucks last night. And maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, watch out. Uh, uh, Cash will pull a gun on you, apparently. 
Yeah. Don't, no don't, flips, don't just clips, baby. Yeah. Don't catch that <laughs> motherfucker in traffic. Um, and it was a report again from the from the confirmed news. Uh, it was a, like a semi-automatic. What the fuck are you flashing a yeah. gun for? And yeah, again, a by the way, it. you know, you know, we try to shade away from getting too political sometimes. But all you gun guys, was that for protection? Is that what he was using that for? His protection, right? That's what yeah. that was, right? Fucking weirdos. Anyhow, um, that look. I don't know if to me personally, to me personally, I haven't seen a personal fall from grace happen this fast to someone I liked so much five mm. months ago, start of the year. I fucking loved FTR. Oh yeah. You couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah, they were the greatest FTR. thing. Yeah. Five star FTR. Yeah. And they were kind of leaning into that Dave Melter can suck it kind of thing. And we are actually tag team wrestling. Like that's what we care about. And you know, then they leave and try to do this weird thing, which is fine. Cause they're trying to work us and credit to you for, Trying to stay relevant. I don't mind that. But then they come back. They win the world championships. They do have an incredible one-hour match with uh, Gang Bang Group. And that was awesome. But, man, they do one promo where they're like, MJF and Adam Cole are kind of dumb. And they look like some jealous bitches. And then since then, just catching L's. Dude, yeah, it's all like whiny, but like, but what about me? You're right. And it's like, Jesus Christ, nobody gives a shit about you now. Like, dude, yeah. shut up. Like, you, the thing is, like, it's just, it's one of those where I hope I'm getting worked like crazy here, and he's not that guy. Like, remember when everybody said like Raven ain't this dude, right? Raven ain't the sulking in the corner, right? Yeah. Like weird, grunged out dude. I hope maybe you know Dax Harwood's like you know not like this at all, and I'm getting worked because. Dude, it comes across as completely real about this, like, that you take your shit way too seriously. You think that, like, in the annals of history, when 30 years from now, when two young studs such as ourselves are doing a version of their show like this on whatever platforms exist, maybe it's still us, um, that we're going to be ranking, like, the toughest realist SOBs and we're going to somehow be circling Dax Harwood to fit into the top five somewhere. I don't yeah. think you're ever reaching that pal. And like, let's just calm it down. Right. Like you're a performer. Yeah, like, and you do a great, amazing job at it. You're one of the best in the world at what you do. Right. You can mm-hmm. take pride in that. Of course. Like, I'm not trying to shoot him down, but like, if that's, it sounds like you need me to keep convincing you of that and not the other way around. It also feels like he's mad that we know the the trick right because look yeah back in the day and this is not me trying to belittle anyone but i just don't fucking believe it and no old timer is going to change my mind but fucking haku wasn't that goddamn tough okay he wasn't fucking he was intimidating people that couldn't fucking fight right like Yeah, or he was get, beating like, up drunk. Comparative to average Doughboy, he ran up to, yes. Like, he was a fit Samoan dude. Yes, of course, right? Like, if you pluck yeah. average fit Samoan dude against average beer belly Midwestern dude, he's probably going to beat the shit out of him. Right. But, <laughs> like, but this just... idea that the toughest man to ever walk yeah, in, the, exactly. in the hallways of pro wrestling was Haku. <laughs> get the fuck on. Right. <laughs> and so I think 
And so I think old Dax is wishing he was back then because by just visuals, he does look tough, right? Go to prove it then, right? Because what right. your buddy, your buddy is so tough that when he gets upset, he grabs a gun first, right? So I think you guys are kind of pussies. Well, and, and your so other buddy up. thought he was super tough as well and went and tried to prove it. And it didn't work out so well for him. So let's see you strap up some gloves on and get in the cage and do the same thing. Right. Yeah, this the, exactly. You, you have enough avenues that if you really want to be a tough fucking guy, you could show us and you don't have to do this shit where it's kind of phony. Um, so, yeah, again, going back to my original point, though, I haven't seen a fall from grace like this where yeah. you tell me at the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't fucking like him at all. Yeah. I know. I was telling everybody, like, these guys are amazing. Like, FTR's got it figured out, man. They're doing tag team wrestling right. And now it's just like, dude, guys, yeah. are you okay? Is somebody like, yeah. does your wife it, insult it, you at home every day or something? Like, what's going on here? It feels very much like when uh, I was in the dating scene and I was talking to a girl and I was like, you know what? I could actually really date this girl. And then the lights turned on and I was like, the fuck am I doing? And then you got to run off and go the other way. Oh, I'm sick. I have diarrhea. And just hope they know, don't fall you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how FTR feels to me. <laughs> I feel like that's a line you've used many times. Like, listen, I got diarrhea. I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't come if in I here. Don't want, <laughs> yeah. Well, if I just don't want a girl to like ask follow-ups, you just say diarrhea. It's the quickest way to like end the whole thing. Right. You're like, I'm bored with this diarrhea. Sorry, listen, you know, yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm burning the second hole through my anus here. I need to, yeah. To yeah. Go. I got to get out of here. All right. So all right. with so, all that being said, I, but I think FTR so wins. Going I think FTR wins. I think the young bucks are going to give the old now. Recent controversy may lend itself to saying, "Hey guys, you know, you know, we gotta take the titles off you now till the heat dies down or whatever." But I feel like he's not really taking a whole lot of heat for this. Maybe uh, so. I feel like so, Young Bucks are gonna take the like EVP role. It's the biggest event. FTR's legacy. <laughs> FTR. I think FTR wins. So here's my thought. And CM Punk might throw a fit if they don't. Well, so here's my thought process on this. Before current controversy with Cash Wheeler, the last controversy was with the Young Bucks. And so I thought maybe, hey, you kind of caused a lot of shit this time last year. So fucking you're going to lay down this time, mm -hmm. right? Like yep. this, this is the real punishment right. in the biggest fucking show. Now you're going to have to lose to this team that honestly doesn't like you, right? Yeah. And they're, but, they're that guy's friend, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That mm -hmm. tied that tied together, right? Mm -hmm. Now though, and I don't think again, we always say like going on talk shows. That's not necessarily really a thing for AEW specifically. However, there is a certain like newswire type aspect to pro wrestling. I don't know if they want to draw more attention to FTR retains the championships in the greatest tag match of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm torn. I, my gut says, my gut says FTR because this was maybe, and this is peeking behind the curtain, this was maybe part of the negotiations of, hey, re-sign with us and we'll let you beat the Young Bucks. Okay. 
right? Yeah, I think I, FTR wins it just because I think it's the – I think it is that. I think FTR is going to be, you know, cementing their legacy here and everybody's on board with it, right? Yeah, I mean, and the Young Bucks said, like, we don't need to cement this. This is more for you than us. Like, we're the fucking shit. You are coming yeah, up to our level. Almost in a way, they're honestly in real life doing that. It, it almost like if they had a real life beef, this is the thing that would piss FTR off. Like, no, no, we're losing, right? Like, no, 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 we're losing. Yeah. You're winning. No, 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 right? Like, we did yeah. the right thing for you. No, 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 no. We okay. did the right thing as EVPs for you, right? Like, I bet the re- yeah. like if they have a real life beef, the one is like who's actually going to lose. They both want to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so, so here's Progress. here's a, a yeah. Oh God, yeah. Here's something to consider though. Something to chew on for a little bit before we actually make our first pick. Our, our picks and then we'll move on all out is the next week mm-hmm. we ain't got too much shit going on yet miro There's and powerhouse Hobbs, i think yep. yeah luchasaurus yeah do we see a schmoz finish here to then do a two out of three in all out because the young bucks would love you you remember the last time they were in chicago they were eating that up doing all the cm punk bullshit stuff having them face that's a good the point something team? from this event is not going to end right right something from this event is going to bleed over to because it's one week they don't have time right. like they've got dynamite and that's it so yeah. at least one thing is going to bleed over could it be this for a and then if you do a like you said two out of three falls you can stretch that match for a long time at all out you don't have to have as many matches interesting interesting mm-hmm. but absent of that i'm going to call ftr wins I'll go with you. I I, I agree. I, I think, I think FTR recently re- again. This is all based on pure speculation and peeking behind the curtain, not storyline at all. But I think they re-signed. Well, I mean, the Young Bucks actually re-signed more recently. Fuck, not even mm-hmm. consider that. Shit, that was there goes all my thought process. Um, I'm still going FTR. FTR. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. Next up, and it is definitely not going to be in this spot because it's not before the main event, but we have a four-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship. It is champion Hikaru Shida taking on challengers Tony Storm, Soraya, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And we can talk a little bit about how, essentially, there was a pull-apart Um of these four women on uh, uh rampage mm-hmm. that were all four corners and the champion was holding her title. I, uh, I think there's interesting story to tell when Tony storm and Soraya are the two left in the ring. And what do we do? Right. Yeah. Also yeah. a little bit of the Sheeta Britt Baker, right? Cause they've been recent friends, but obviously bitter rivals in the past. So I think there's a fun story in the match, but leading to the match, it's kind of soft. Yeah. So, so, so many thought processes, right? We're in England, right? So do we have one of the, you know, British folks win it, right? Does Tony storm win it? Is she going to be a three-time champ when she just had it and just lost it? Probably not. Is Soraya going to win it? That would be a moment, but she's not likely to be defending it left and right in this thing. You know what I mean? I don't think she's, she can wrestle now, but she's not the every week wrestler, right? So I don't think that's going. So now it's Sheeta or Britt Baker. 
ah, right? Now I've got a question, right? Like, and I, man, I feel like we're going to get – I'm going to go Britt Baker. I think we're going to get the – on the title, the DMD with 80,000-plus for her. This would be her second AW World title reign? Yep. Britt Baker's? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think we're going to get yep. Britt Baker. I think they're going chalk here. I think they're going Soraya. I think they won. And in London, England, my hometown. And we might see the end of the outcast. This might be, you know, she rolls Hogan up at WrestleMania Tony Storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or just the, that was so great. And the other two were like, the fuck you mean great? Like, we're supposed to be the best. Why are you getting emotional? And then they beat her up because they see her as weak. And then yeah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. All right. So I'm going Soraya. I think it just, for no as chance much as Sheeta w- retains, huh? No, man. Look, if you look at the picture, they just throw her to the side. They're just like, "Hey, she's taking the pin." I bet. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to so. bet an extra point. No, I think but yeah. she's going to take the pin. Unless um, it's unless it's Soraya or Tony Storm winning, because I think they're going to. It would be over the other one. Yeah, that could definitely happen. Yeah. Um, the way I'm seeing it, this is how I'm seeing it. And uh, one thing I was going to say is for as much as WWE is losing your hometown, Tony Khan's more like, hey, it's your hometown. Let's get that pop, right? Here's Sean Spears. You haven't seen his ass. He won a match. Get him back out. He has a baby, right? Um, The way I see this going is Tony Storm hits sweet cheek music on Sheeta, goes to Pinner, Soraya then goes, see ya. And then gets the pin on Sheeta. One, two, three. Tony Storm looks back and is like, bitch, what did you do? And Saray is like, ah, it's London. Boop. I'm champion. Title, That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you might be right. You might have scooped me. Maybe. All right. Let's yeah, keep it moving here. Yep. Uh, let's keep it moving here. Coffin match. This is actually a little bit more interesting now that we've had a shakeup especially considering all out is Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. But we have Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage with Prince Nana and Luchasaurus. Dude, Prince Nana is getting to be not to the levels because he ain't cutting promos like it, but getting to the levels of Stokely Hathaway with the and that's where we're not dropped. And that's where we're not dropped. I fucking love that guy. He's uh, he's growing on me. Luchasaurus wins this by putting Darby Allen in the coffin. Well, Luchasaurus isn't in the match, but you think he oh. inserts himself. Oh, he's he's hanging side by Christian Cage. So yes. Darby yeah. Allen gets put in the coffin. Luchasaurus does the beating up. Christian maybe closes it or whatever, right? Because we're leading into that, right? Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen at all out. That'll be their talking okay. point on dynamite. Darby Allen comes out to fight him, and then we lead into all out. So you've got Sting losing his first AEW match. No, he's wrestled AEW matches. What are you talking about? He's never lost. Oh, losing his first. I get you. Like not losing in his yeah. first match. His first no. loss in AEW. His first yeah. loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In front of eighty thousand. Yes. Sting. Yeah. Yes. Coffin match. Yes. Because because okay. Darby's going in the coffin. I mean. I'm going to be wearing a shirt, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Darby and Sting. Okay. And here's why. 
We've already seen Christian be buried, and I think it's going to happen again. Let's not forget Jack Perry put that motherfucker in a coffin, hit that button, and he six stories. I don't think it's, I think it's going to be Christian. I think it's Christian and Luchasaurus. I wouldn't be shocked if they're both in that fucking thing. Darby hits it. Yay. And then the next week or the, you know, all out Luchasaurus is like, I'm going to fucking murder him. Christian, you didn't get the job done, but I will. And then it's fucking pain down. You're wrong. Possibly. I just don't. Here's the thing. I just don't think again, this is complete thinking outside of storyline. I don't think Tony Khan has the guts to tell Sting that, hey, remember the last largest crowd you wrestled in front of? It was WrestleMania and you lost to Triple H. We're going to have you do it again. I just don't think yeah. he has the guts to tell him. Um, no, and not but again, I think Sting it may all be part of the plan. Stuff. I think it's all part of the story in the plan. I think we're getting to Luchasaurus Darby at uh, at All Out. So, well, yeah. like you said, yeah. something's got to bleed over. This is an easy yeah. one where nobody's going to be up in arms at this at this outcome. Yeah. I who I'm not betting any extra points as we used to do. Yeah, yeah. Don't be shocked if again it's Christian and Luchasaurus in that coffin, shut it, and then we see a new colored Luchasaurus cuz he's been in red and then he goes black or blue or something you know what i mean like then it's a new luchasaurus and he doesn't want to or, associate with christian cage and here's what's gonna happen christian cage and luchasaurus are doing their heel stuff right nut grabs bunch of whatever they've got sting in the coffin ready to close give him a thing and then you get the you think you know me <laughs> whatever and now here comes out old friend from back in the day to stop his old friend from doing the dastardly deed to the legend sting. And then it all out, you could do Darby with edge and Luchasaurus with Christian cage. So there you go. Yeah. Cause they took like, sting out. He's injured. He can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he's and, the fill in. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> this is cool. Look at this. And then it's with, right? So it's Darby versus Luchasaurus at all out. Keep that right. match. But you yeah. you throw in edge in the corner of Darby because Sting is hurt. You then have that next week. Sting, oh, Sting loses. Storyline. It's not going to happen, but this would be fun. Storyline. Sting. Fine. They do. They fucking throw it in there, but they're going to light it on fire or something like that. That's when right. edge comes out. Right stops that shit right next week on all out that's what we get then darby's about to win the tnt championship and a weird face kind of wacky sting because he's joker sting now cost darby the match and like i don't know what i'm doing and then that's how we're getting joker sting versus darby allen what do you mean I'm a bad guy? I'm Sting. You yeah. love me. Yeah. I am a little worried that none of this happens because Justin Floor here says, <laughs> I would have loved to see Edge appear at All Out, but he's a free agent in September. Edge went on social media today to try to say, hey, all these rumors are BS guys. Like, they didn't, I didn't ask them to give me a contract that's too high or anything like that. He's like, I have a contract offer extension. 
My contract's up in September. I figure out what I'm going to do. Guys, all of that could be a work from Edge as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Edge telling the truth, which I'm not saying he's a liar, but he's right. also been a pro wrestler for 30 plus years. Isn't necessarily the thing I'm going to bank on. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I well, I really like the idea at all out sting costing Darby and it's Joker yes. sting. That's what because I now really he's out of his mind because they did do something. They pushed the coffin off the side, you know, even though edge came out to try to win. And now Sting's just off now. Right. Yep. Got That's knocked loose. Love. Oh, I love that idea. Nah, but, but you're saying Darby and sting Darby. win the match. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying Christian cage yeah. and, um, uh, what, uh, why am I blanking here? Swerve Strickland. Swerve, right. Swerve. Swerve. Cause I think, Cause I think all this fun shit that we're talking about will happen after sting and Darby win. Now that yeah, I'm yeah. thinking it more through. Okay. There we go. All right. Let's get into some more fun here. We got a six man tag match next as listed on Wikipedia, the golden elite Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega and hangman Adam page versus Takeshita and the Gangbang club gold juice Robinson and Jay white. Now let's talk about dynamite last night. They tried to have a match with, the guns and juice Robinson who missed their spot and were in the dark spitting water at each other, uh, taking on the elite, uh, but we didn't get a match. It was just chaos. Now here's my question. Uh, in this segment, FTR came to make the save, which again, they came to save the young bucks, but it's because we want you at a hundred percent. Why? I've never understood that logic. If I'm fighting anyone, I want you to have a fucking broken back. I don't give a shit. That, oh, no, remember, this is to prove their legacy, that we beat the best team at the best time with their full health. If this is getting money, you know, win checks, I don't give a fuck. That's why, like, when I don't wish injury on anyone. Well, you're just not a purist, Tom. Like, Dax. Yeah, sorry, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, But, like, even in real sports, like... I don't wish injury on anyone, but when someone's like, oh, you'd be okay if the Chiefs beat the Bengals and Joe Burrow was not playing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah I'm all for the that. time. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me yeah. way less anxious. Yeah. I think that sucks for Joe Burrow and that sucks for Bengals fans, but like, I'm excited for them to game. If they, if you said, hey, he's out <laughs> yeah. on me, like, yes. Not yes. like, yes, that he's injured. That sucks for him, but like, yes, I'm excited for the potential of an easier victory. Yes. Exactly. And so like in the pro wrestling world, when they're like, I want the, the person or team in a hundred percent, fuck, I don't beat them up more. Yeah. That's why I'm a heel. Yeah. Um, I told someone that I was like, I'm just, Again, a heel. which is, just which is a baby face thing to say, but they also haven't painted FDR as the baby faces in that storyline really either. Like they haven't really painted either of them as a baby face per se, but right. like, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say with this whole pull apart is FTR comes to save uh, the elite where the fuck is my cowboy? Why didn't Hangman come out to help? Yeah, I don't know. Was he? Well, is he? What the? Is he off drinking? Is he at the bar? Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't, no. Don't break my heart. You think he comes out drunk? Does he come out walking out drunk? I don't think drunk? he necessarily maybe comes out drunk, but maybe uh, before the match starts, the Don Callis is out there being like, why didn't he come save you guys? Oh, we'll show you why, because we got footage. He was busy drinking at the bar. He wasn't hanging out with you guys as friend. And then they're like, bitch. And it's like right before the match. And he's like, oh, because I think this Don Callis crew wins this match. I think this comes before the Jericho 
Osprey, so we got to have them looking strong. I think the Don Callis crew, gang, bang, gang, win this one. No, it's Golden Elite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this. I like this one got... different, though, because it would suck if we only had one match. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Because... That we were hinging on. And here's why I'm doing this. I don't think the EVPs are all going to lose. So if I got FTR beating the Young Bucks, I don't then think Kenny Omega is also fucking losing with Hangman, which I know Hangman's not an EVP, but he fucking might as well be, right? Um, yeah. And it's Takeshita and the Gangbang Club. So the Gangbang Club could be like, fuck this family. We didn't lose. It was Takeshita who lost. Like, we're out of here. Oh, yeah. No, there's many ways you can go with this. And that's why I like either way. I don't think anybody's hurt too bad by losing this or or doing too well by winning this, you know. So either way it could go. But I just think I think we're going to have Don Callis looking menacing somehow at the end of this. Be fucking cool just to screw with all these neck beard black T-shirt douchebags if after the golden elite win abushi and omega just kiss it's, it's been rumored well it's been rumored that they've dated in the past which uh, gotcha, whatever okay. and yeah. so if they're like yeah we fucking are the golden lovers guess how we're celebrating tonight making golden love Some you know golden I mean? lo- yeah that's weird yeah <laughs> hey whatever <laughs> your thing you know what i mean 2023 right Look, yeah. as long as you're not peeing on me, I don't care who you pee on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Consenting adults Consensually. in the quarter, I don't give a shit what you're doing. <laughs> Consenting. That's the other right, thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't pee on right. anyone who doesn't want yeah. to get peed on. By um, the way, a fun tip for you fellas if you're ever out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fun tip. <laughs> fun tip for you fellas. Line up. How did the- uh, <laughs> is when you're shopping with your wife, and let's say you're shopping for a new mattress or a bed, Okay. Uh, make sure it? to measure each of them in the amount of consenting adults that you could fit on that bed. Be like, look at this one. What about this one? We could fit like six consenting adults on this one. <laughs> like, measure them all in the amount of consenting adults you could fit on it. Goes over greatly. They love it. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Even a couch, right? God damn, yeah. you could fit 12 consenting adults on this couch. <laughs> yeah. So the deal breaker for me is like, this one has five, but that one has seven consenting adults that can fit. Yeah. So oh, come on. Everybody wants seven more than five. I mean, think <laughs> of the possibilities. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. Let's keep it moving. And what I think will be the show stealer, the most mm. insane thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I can't wait to buy all the posters and t shirts and just love everything that happens. It is the stadium stampede match. Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, the best friends. And Pinta El Zero Miedo versus the Blackpool Combat Club and Santana and Ortiz, which storyline. Let's talk about the storyline and then we can maybe flirt with what we may have saw online. Because I believe it was in the media call that Tony Khan said um, uh, Ray Phoenix can't make it because of a visa issue. Which did you hear? Why? Side note: Did you hear mm-hmm. why? This, I I fucking hate citizenship stuff. I legitimately do. I understand taxes, right? Like a country needs to have tax. That's how they're you know yep. making their stuff. But citizenship's fucking stupidest shit. Ray Phoenix to establish a U.S. citizenship, which he's trying to do, 
can't leave the country. He oh, leaves Jesus the country, Christ. starts all over again, apparently. So he can't go to London because he needs to establish a residency in the United States. Even though like how- it's for a work trip that like his employer could say it's going to be this date yeah. to this date. <laughs> how fucking dumb is that? I just so again, again maybe I'm establish wrong. citizenship. But the citizens don't have to stay in the country at risk of losing their citizenship oh, status. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> all of these hardworking individuals who try to become U.S. citizens that have to take that test. I'd fuck. I have failed it like three times, but I'm a citizen. I just yeah. fucking can't. I don't know shit about fucking George Adams and John Washington. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I like what you did there. Did you call him Josh Adams? Yeah. <laughs> no, I said yeah, uh, yeah, I like John. Or I said uh, George Adams and John Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. I like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Thomas Franklin storyline. The storyline last night in an incredible match. John Moxley took on Ray Phoenix, and in a match that was way too crazy for a match that's that close to a pay per view. I mean, there was for another crazy match that they're gonna do. Yeah. yeah. There was an avalanche off the top rope. There was kicks to the face with no protection of like a hand or anything. That's what Moxley calls a warm up. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's in it's in it's incredible it the, like, the rate it's, he's it sounds going. Sounds like he needs yeah, there's some but it sounds like somebody should make sure he's talking to some therapists, you know? Like yeah. some stuff to unpack. Because here. because <laughs> the week before, if my memory is correct, the week before was Penta, and the week before that was the parking lot tag team match that he did with best friends going through car windows and shit. Yeah. Insane. So, John Moxley gets the win, but then after, they're like, we're gonna really fuck up Ray Phoenix. Blackpool Combat Club comes out, and before they could really fuck him up, Eddie Kingston and Penta walk out, and they're walking down, and Eddie's already shit-talking Claudio, but here's Ortiz. And side note, going back, I'll get back on track here. But side note, the camera missed all of this. They missed every fucking shot. I'm. I think this match is going to steal the show. If you're there, I think Ash might think this is going to be the match of the year. I don't think I'm going to see shit because these fucking losers on camera and production. Anyhow, they missed every fucking shot. But Ortiz is standing there at the bottom of the ramp with like baseballs in a sock i guess i don't know what the fuck yeah. it was yeah Again. shit yeah don't play with that you start getting hit with something drop anything in a sock start swinging it on folks yeah if you're gonna be a gangster <laughs> yeah i get i, I get their kind of go gangster thing it's a bit don't of a prison do this. weapon is kind of what okay it, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, because because what I was gonna say is like if you're gonna be gangster, get a gun, but yeah. don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think the idea is get usually it it's cash. soap in the sock, and then you. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Right. Okay. Drop a hard object that otherwise seems innocuous and is not a weapon into a sock. Now all of a sudden you've got a like a mace essentially. If I can, you know. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Kurt. All right, Tim. Jeez, I'm getting after yeah. it here. Okay, but he's standing. Let me tell there. you some more. <laughs> so he's standing there, and Eddie Kingston. Has this look of like, what the fuck is what? To him, bro, they're there. Yeah, turn around, those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then music hits, and it's Santana, and he comes out 
as if he came out of a prison that he's been stuck in the last year and a half. Yeah, this was Santana and a half. This guy has fucking bulked. This dude has took all the creatine. Well, that and he's he was also like spitting venom. There was no like. Yeah, look me taking the moment. It was I'm gonna hurt someone. Which is Let me interesting. Hurt someone. What sucks about getting this revelation, which we you know worst kept secret, right? Was it was gonna be Santana and Ortiz? Um, is we're not getting the story of why, right? Because like, I mean, what was did they end the last time we saw them on bad terms with Eddie Kingston? I'm forgetting how this because I know they had a bit of a they were just suddenly gone given their own personal issues behind the curtain, but no, you know? So, so like, when do we get the, why they're now not helping Eddie and they're just there? So Cause San- it wasn't like you yeah. said, hired guns. Cause Santana was pissed, right? right? Like he was, he had a mission. So Santana, the last time we saw him was the blood and guts match where he ripped his ACL. I believe it was ACL ripped something in his leg. Yeah. Ortiz though, I think, that's when was it Eddie Kingston hit Ortiz? Remember when they and had like Ruby, that falling right? Out? They had yeah, yeah, and Ruby was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then that's when he's like, "I quit," and he went to Ring of so Honor. Maybe that's it. So I think maybe that's it. But again, wasn't told that great. So while Santana is pacing back and forth like a raging bull, we miss it, but we get it on replay. Uh, Willer Yuta takes a crowbar to Ray Phoenix's face and whap. Oh, Molly whops him and he falls to the ground. And then Penta and Santana are fighting on the ramp. And Eddie Kingston's like, the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone leaves, right? Everyone disperses. And Eddie Kingston is sad that Ray Phoenix is hurt, but also dumbfounded of like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> so very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was Eddie was like, man, we had to jump on these fools, and then these two fucks. Yeah. Now Ooh, I got to kill these fucks and I love those guys. <laughs> right. So uh, here's the fun part, though. Not fun part, but here's the, the coolest part of this whole segment is we follow Ray Phoenix to the ambulance as Eddie Kingston and Pinta follow him as well. And then as the ambulance leaves, Eddie Kingston turns and Renee Paquette is there for an interview. And Eddie Kingston, oh, you, you want to talk yeah. to me? And then he makes mention, oh, you want me to fix this? You want yeah. me to fix this? And she's just like, I'm trying to do my job. And he's like, nah, not you, homie. Like, you shouldn't have been yeah. the one to ask me this mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Uh, awesome attention to detail there. That's what I love. Yeah, because yeah. that was, yeah, he like he was like, what, are you fucking for you? And he's like, what, you saw what happened here? Like, you ain't got to ask me shit. Your husband did this shit, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Oh, that was really well done. Um, again, Eddie Kingston makes you forget that this ain't real. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, and I'm not trying to shame any other pro wrestler, but majority of the time that segment goes, Eddie Kingston turns Renee Paquette asks, how are you feeling or what happened? And Eddie Kingston gives poor dog eyes. Uh, man, I'm, I'm really doing this sad. one for Ray. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, when it was right. just me and you, that's fine. But now you brought Ray. Now, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking a tired trope. But Eddie, again, does it way better than anyone else. So, that's No, but I loved it, to too, be... because that little nugget was like, you know, he's like, oh, what? Fix this, right? That's what you said, right? Fix this. I'm going to fix it. Because we still never did get the answers to. She was out of character in that moment. 
She was like, hey, mm-hmm. you fucking fix this. Like, she was in charge of something all of a sudden when she's been this, like, innocent, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not involved it. bystander. And now he's kind of like, don't go back to that now. Right? Like, mm-hmm. fix it? Mm-hmm. I'm fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that all said, stadium stampede match, who do you got? I'm so interested in this because I, I was so geeked out today. My boss, you know, we have w- weekly one-on-one meetings, right? And he's... He chimes in on this show sometimes. He's an old wrestling fan. And he's like, any big plans this weekend? And I was like, oh, motherfucker. Right? Like, and we're running down all in. And I'm geeked out. And I was like, I was like, have we talked about the stadium stampede? Which I know I probably mentioned it to him, right? And he's like, I don't recall it. And I was like, oh, my God. I had to find him a link. Send it. I'm like, you have to watch this at some point. The most entertaining pro wrestling match I think I've ever seen. And so I'm watching it again, right? But. How are they going to do this? So we've seen anarchy in the arena, right? A little bit different. But this is, are they pre-recording some of this? They have to pre-record some of it, I guess. But, like, are we going to get the empty arena stadium stampede thing? Or are we going to get some pre-recordings that bleed out into now they're fighting out amongst the live crowd that's there in 80,000 plus? Maybe some kind of blended thing like that, probably. Huh? Are we, We're going to get less comedy spots, but there will be a few, I think. Yeah, so if you recall the second stadium stampede, when it was the inner circle versus the pinnacle, it was starts mm, in Jacksonville, a, right? Urban Myers doing his bullshit, all that stuff, and then they get to the arena and That's then right. the I ring. Urban Meyer was in the second one, not the right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking that guy. Which side note? Have you watched the Swamp Kings? Thing? I haven't. No. Yeah. Don't. Okay. don't it's nothing it's all urban meyer could could really deserve a second chance fuck you you loser yeah, he's a douche not yeah. obviously yeah douche but yeah they don't cover anything about like aaron hernandez killing people uh any of that shit anyhow but back to this um i think it will be a i think it'll start out pre-recorded I think, but I don't think it's going to be as long as the say, second sta- stadium stampede match, where that was majority pre-tape and then last five minutes in the arena. I think it might be. I pull up in a car, Moxley pulls up in a car. We get out. We're fighting. We're fighting. We're fighting, and then that bleeds into we're running down the ramp, and here we are. Isn't this cool? And right. now we're doing anarchy in the arena. I think it's yeah. more that than. Then, uh, so I don't know, bro. Could wins? you, could you, well, could you hold on? Could you just imagine if it's not, could you imagine if it was like, no, we're going to do everything in the crowd. Like Eddie Kingston, if he These gets the pushed while get... he's <laughs> uh. Moxley, if he no, gets pushed while he's in this state of mind, my thought is like, would they, might they be running around the concourse areas and things like that and inside the office areas and stuff like that during the live event but probably not that stuff's probably all pre-recorded right i don't know like that's what i'm saying if it's not i god bless ash hopefully you're not next to eddie kingston john moxley claudio pinta santana ortiz because they might actually fight you as well (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, wheeler he might try to be proven something um so who's winning this man I'm going Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club is the right answer. Yeah, I don't think we're getting this Moxley in the Blackpool Combat Club. Finally, lose one of these to these to this group of put together guys. You know, I like 
I just don't think it. And it's been consistent. Eddie Kingston doesn't win the big match. You know, well, I mean? unless it's against Jericho. But the other reason that I'm going Blackpool Combat Club is because they just lost uh, Blood and Guts. I don't yeah. think you can do the three of them. You know, the last time they picked Pac and that burned them, right? Pac and Takeshita yeah. and that burned them. I don't think you can do. And then Santana and Ortiz and burn them again. Like that's yeah. kind of, yeah. then, then, it's, it's, then they look stupid. Yeah. It's BCC. So, yeah. So I got Blackpool Combat Club for that reason. Also, not wa- not wagering a point. Again, not wagering a point. Uh, don't be shocked if it's maybe Brian Danielson who low blows Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying, because there's another person Eddie Kingston fucking hates, and it's Brian Danielson. And add some fuel to that fire. You, you low blow because Brian Danielson wants that pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, he wants to be at this event. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, true. He good point. About his arm. He's going to come out of somewhere, yeah. do the Kansas City yeah. comp punt. To Kingston. It to wouldn't Kingston. make sense if he did it to yeah. Orange Cassidy or anything like that. Because this is my guess. This is my guess. The Kingston out Kansas of this City match, comp punt. Yeah. Yeah. Out of this match, at all out. I believe we're going to do John Moxley versus orange Cassidy for the international championship. Cause this is when where Moxley says, Hey, I won that. I can take your title too. And then we're going to do one more match out of this. And then maybe Santana and Ortiz versus the best friends that could easily happen, easily That's happen good. as well. Maybe in a kickoff. So yeah, Blackpool combat club. All right. In a singles match that I still don't care about. Look, it tried and it bruv enough. I'm and I just don't like him. I just don't remember the reaction I had when he debuted in AEW. We were there, it was in Kansas City, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I jumped up and I booed him because he is overrated. Yeah, but for everything, um, oh man, that's I'm being too mean. No one's Terry Funk, right? But like the opposite is Will Ospreay, and I don't like it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I agree. I think they did a fine job of this little like contract signing thing, right? Like it was fine. I Jericho didn't shit the bed here. He didn't say something stupid. Will Ospreay didn't say anything stupid. He said everything believable, realistic, right? But it's just it's just out of nowhere again, right? It's like I I uh, you know, it's like it felt like you guys are like, "Oh, we really want to get this match. We could do it at Wembley now, right, guys?" because you're doing the Wembley show. Okay, yeah, right. Like that's what it feels like, right? It feels like they were like, Tony, can we please do this match? That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, if you're peeking behind the curtain. Storyline wise, this is what I don't like. One, Chris Jericho saying, Hey, I was the one that looked out for you and changed your in-ring style. We were supposed to do this, so let's do it now. What? That's still not a rivalry. Second, Osprey. Look, man, and this is where too many people drink this Melter Kool-Aid. I, I am not a fan. You you can do it sporadically and I'll buy it. But if you do it all the time, then I get tired of it. But I call it the Kevin Owens promo where you just yell a lot like this. And this is why I'm just so into it. And all he did was in his tone of voice and saying bruv a lot, just yell. He just goes, yeah. I want to beat you. And I, I don't. So you want to beat him fucking neat yeah fucking again neat. it's it's the ftr thing it's the like 
if all of this is about your legacy, why do I care? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I don't care about your legacy. I don't care if anybody ever says your name again. Right. And, and I get it. Yeah. Like, he's again painted as the bad guy here. So whatever. Right. And he said he's doing this for the money, which again, then your attitude would be different instead of confrontational. If you're doing it for the money, you're saying to my dumb brain yeah. that you don't actually hate this guy. I would have instructed him of like, so I like the Jericho thing of like, hey, listen, you are one of the greats right now. But if you'll remember, everybody said you were destined for a fucking neck injury and wheelchair bound. And I called you like, I like all that, right? Like I called you and told you to slow down and you listened to me then. Right. But like, but somewhere along the line, you stopped listening to the other things I've said and you've turned into this piece of shit. Right. And then he can be like, yeah, I did listen to you then. But you know what? You were also wrong then, and you're still wrong now, and and I'm going to fucking show you it all out, right? Because I'm going to take all your money, take all your fucking friends, right? Like that kind of thing, right? Like, so who wins? Yeah. Uh, Osprey wins. One million percent because Sammy Guevara was standing there and he did nothing. So he's going to do something at the pay-per-view. What that, what that is, I don't know whether it's on purpose or on accident, but he's yeah, doing something. Remember we had the, we had 2.0 and, and Daniel Garcia Sammy, being like, Hey, listen, yeah. is your friend going to be there when you need him? Uh-huh. Right, I got the yeah. switchblade comb. Oh, and I love the Garcia at the end, just the fucking look up and down. Like, you didn't even dance on him. Yeah, you didn't even just... dance. You didn't even get a dance. Mm-hmm. You didn't even get a dance. Um, yeah. I Osprey wouldn't even be those, Yeah, in any way, I don't. I don't see them being like Jericho got the win over Osprey here. It just doesn't feel right. Well, don't don't be shocked either if you see all of Jericho Appreciation Society. You see. Angelo and Jack or Jake mm-hmm. Hager and all these guys fucking walk out. And then it's Sammy going, here's my shot <laughs> or something. Hold the foot, you know, yep. something like that. Right. And then hold that's the how foot. Jericho loses. Yeah. Yeah. You always hold the foot. All right. You always that's hold the, the foot. Yeah. The one thing yeah. you cannot recover from. If somebody's out. holding your foot. You can't. I can't kick yeah, out. You're, can't kick out. you're completely yeah. immobile. I, I can't move my shoulders because my ankles yeah. being touched. Anytime the cops need to subdue a perp. You hold their oh, ankle man. down on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Two things I always learned. Grab the shoelaces and drawstrings of any person and you got them. You got them. I saw at, at Kelsey Jam, when I went to Kelsey Jam, there was this drunk guy getting really fucking rowdy and they kicked him out and he was like, I ain't going. And they're like moving him and stuff like that. And it was raining. So he's wearing this coat, like this Nike uh, zip up coat mm-hmm. and this fucking security guard, which I get it. You probably got hired the day before but he's like grabbing the drawstrings of his jacket and he's like come here and all that and so the guy just was like take the jacket <laughs> like i'm fine <laughs> and i was like how are you security yeah. oh man and i got so excited tim uh emily will tell you this uh so it was right by us and i was just like this is my shot because i just i I love it if I can hit someone and not be in trouble. So I boxed her out and I was like, you get right behind me. <laughs> and I squared up and I was like, just two more steps and I can do it. And no one's going to be mad at me. Right. And then he fucking fell. And I was like, God damn it. And I was so mad. Ah, I just wanted to like, I trained all day for this. <laughs> I didn't train, but I just wanted to just. Because he was being a jerk too. It wasn't yeah. as if it was just a drunk guy and 
people got on to him for being drunk. Yeah. He was being an ass. But anyhow. Uh, yeah, he was getting thrown out of the place. Like uh, usually, right? He was getting thrown out because level. he should have been getting thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to a singles match for quote the real world mm. championship. It's Samoa Joe taking on 1986 Hulk Hogan, better known as CM Punk. When I told my boss about this match, he said. He said, man, that match is going to go on too long because I just want to see Samoa Joe just beat the shit out of, like, out of CM Punk in very short of fashion. CM Punk wins this. There's no... He's coming away with the the real world title, right? Like whether he wins or gets disqualified or whatever. But I'm going to put down CM Punk wins. CM Punk wins. Yeah. I Here's how... Look, give me the pin, right? You want to give me the mm-hmm. pin? This is how I'm doing it. Because at All Out, you're going to do Ricky Starks, CM Punk, right? That just makes sense. It's in Chicago, real world champion. Ricky Starks isn't on this show because he got suspended because he's going to be at All Out, right? Totally cool. Like all of that. How I would book this is, and again, if you're paying attention to Ring of Honor, it makes sense. If you're not, then you might be interested and you might get Ring of Honor or at least the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I would have... Kind of a back and forth thing, but then Samoa Joe is just way bigger, way stronger, way more Samoa Joe, and just wears down CM Punk, and he's just rah, 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 and body shots, you know, all the stuff mm-hmm. that he does, right? And he's doing the stuff, and he even does, Punk tries another backflip, and he walks away from it and all that, and then Joe's just looking at him, and he's kind of showboating, and then all of a sudden you hear, boys! And mm. Dalton Castle in front of 80,000. And you get 100 boys. Yeah. Fucking linebacking. Yeah. And he's just like, ooh. Peacock. And just does all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's just peacocking. And someone's just like, in this moment, this motherfucker wants to come here now. With the smoke now. And, yeah. And then Dalton Castle walks up on the boys to the point, if you can do it structurally because it's going to be hard to walk on humans. Right, yeah. But if you can get him structurally walking up to be face-to-face with Samoa Joe, and then he does the peacock thing, and Samoa Joe's like, what? And Punk gets the roll-up, one, two, three. And then Joe's like, I'm killing Dalton Castle. And then you go like, first off, who's Dalton Castle? Second off, why do they hate each other? And third, oh, it's for some Ring of Honor thing. I might check that yeah. out. That's how you do Who it. are these boys? Oh, my God. Dalton Castle in front of 80,000 needs to happen. Like oh, they're, they're being oh, criminal. Oh. If they don't get him out there, it's somehow. he's got to be on the buy-in. He's got to be on yeah. there somehow. Yeah. Some type of over the top something, but that's how I would do it. Because if you just have Samoa or excuse me, if you just have CM Punk hit another broken ass GTS that he can't do anymore, which side note, it wasn't just Samoa Joe he's missing this shit on. Go watch the Hangman ones. He wasn't hitting it on Hangman either or John Moxley. Uh, if you just have him hit that fucking move and pin him, well, now Joe looks weak. And what the fuck did you get out of Punk winning two times in a row? This is what they want to do. Like, it's Punk. It's because it's Punk well, calling the shots. Peeking behind the curtain, but yeah. Fucking lame. He is not... Here's the thing is he is worth it. In my opinion, in the short term right now to like this time next year, but he's also 40, what 
five, six, something like that, four, 44 to 46, somewhere in there. He ain't worth it in the long run because if hypothetically, hypothetically, if he does all this, I'm winning over Joe, I'm winning over Starks, I'm winning over this. Then when he's gone and then Tony Khan or whoever it is has to do the negotiations for Starks or the acclaimed or any of the younger acts and they go, no, unless you treat me like punk, I'm out of here. Then what the fuck was it worth? Right? Yeah. Don't do it. I also just like, I, Hey, I'll hear you out. If you're going to say he moves some ratings needle, people love to see him punk. Are they still going to love him when he's not the wrestler and he's got to be a manager or a GM? Like, right. Are we still going to love that? And I, I'm going to make a wild ass guess, uh, in cultural anthropology here and say that anybody that still likes CM Punk is somebody who thinks, they need to be like be seen as anti-establishment because that's the thing to do, right? Because you're a simp or you're a whatever because you trust the government or you what you know, like these kind of guys, right? It's one of these guys who thinks, no, I'm counterculture. I am anti the world. These I'm are the people thinker. that love CM Punk because that's the same thing. That's what CM Punk tells you, just like all the fucking rest of you that like him. Funny, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Like I know you don't yeah. like to hear that, I'm but a yeah. I'm a free thinker. Oh, you, you, yes. you eat meat. Oh, All of, these of course types. you would. What is the libertarian racial breakdown of CM Punk fans? Right, like this right. kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But he wins. He totally me. wins. CM Punk must pose. Yeah. Oh, that's why I said 1986 Hulk Hogan. He's being booked exactly like it, except for mm-hmm. he has a third of the charisma. Um, that's why I fucking can't stand it. Cause at least Hogan for all of his warts and flaws was at least fun. Yeah. Like, fuck you. He was fun yeah. on screen. He was fun and he knew how to do it. Fuck you. The only reason you don't like him is because he said some bad shit 15 years ago, but I don't see you motherfuckers, uh, holding pitchforks to stone cold Steve Austin, who allegedly beat his wife. Oh, but Stone Cold comes out. Okay. Same reaction. Right. Bet it isn't. Pussies. Um, All right. Let's, I just don't like that. I don't like, right? Like, if we're going to be consistent with hating Hulk Hogan, then hate all the motherfuckers that have the bad shit in their past, right? Anyway. Yeah. House of Black. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, House of Black. Yeah. The all white group that has black in their name. Uh, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. House of Blacklist. <laughs> yeah, House of Blacklist. That's great. Oh, okay. So House of Blacklist uh, takes on the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. And let's quickly talk about this. So the acclaimed walkout on Dynamite, not rapping, not wearing any jerseys, no scissor me nothing. It's let's fight, which was kind of silly because you knew like you have a bat or something or a gun. Yeah. I get don't have a gun. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, cash has got a gun. That's, for, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, uh, uh, it might yeah, be in the, don't do it might be in, in the evidence room at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> or, or in his pickup, uh, apparently. Um, but again, they come out and they're like, let's fight. And so here comes house of black. And in what I thought was one of the most passionate, real promos I've seen, and quite some time, Billy Gunn comes out 
Yeah. And his hands, his hands shaking. He calls them their kids, which on Twitter, Austin Gunn's like, oh, you unretired for this? Like, what an asshole or something, which was great. Yeah. But his hands shaking. His fucking veins are popping out. He needs another shot here in like 20 minutes. But he's like, boys, oh, I'm going to get you. And he says, it's not going to be daddy ass that's coming. It's a guy who he didn't think he was going to see in a long time. It's badass Billy Gunn. The the thing about that is badass Billy Gunn is daddy ass, is Mr. Ass, is, you know, all of the incarnations of anything ass related Billy Gunn. It's all been the the same guy. The only two differences, there's been three Billy Gunn characters. There's been Smoking Guns. Yeah, let's bring that one back. Let's get him out there. Smoking Guns, Billy Gunn. Right. He can bring Bart with him. We know he's got a knockout punch. Yeah. Get him, actually. That's actually a good idea. They reunited. Um, Then you have Billy Gunn, which has been Mr. Ass, Badass, Daddy Ass, that guy. And then you have Billy and Chuck which was like mm. kind of into this stuff, but maybe we're not, you know? And then it got to the like, well, I'm not like that, which was whatever. Remember how that was a controversy? Like, Oh my God, are yeah. they really going to get married? Fucking loot. People still support WWE. Yeah. yeah. You believe that? Not me. Um, <laughs> so uh, who we got house of blacklist or we got Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. This uh, clean-shaven Malachi Black throws me for a loop as well, right? It kind of makes me be like, what the fuck is this guy here going on? Um, yeah. This is the acclaimed and daddy ass. We're going to get the big scissor me and the thing. I just, it's weird that we got here. This makes me feel like another, like if we peek behind the curtain, Billy Gunn wasn't supposed to retire when he did in the ring, right? That Their reactions were like, what are you doing, <laughs> right? And then he was like, nah, fuck it, I'm done. And they were like, okay. And they were like, can you give us one more, right? For fucking, we were going to do the scissoring thing. You'd be like, all right, fine. One more fucking thing, right? That's kind of what it felt like. Because it feels weird that you're just like, we're retiring. House of Black crushes some boots. And now that means all rage from the hell within my soul must be summoned. I get they beat up the acclaimed. But I'm also still, I know it's, it's, it's wrestling. We're supposed to do this, right? You beat up my friends. I'm going to beat you up. But like, we act as if like, you did something shocking when you beat my friend up when I'm in a business where my friends get beat up every single week, every time (laughs) like this happens. Like, why is everybody acting like, I can't believe you've wronged me here. Like this is the game we play, but I think, yeah, we're definitely getting the acclaimed and daddy ass. And this is going to be, this is going to be in a moment where we got to pick things back up. This is coming after, uh, maybe after like the stadium stampede when we have just this bloody brawl and everybody's like, Whoa, right. We need something to go. Whoop, right. Or maybe we have a shocking okay. heel moment or something. Right. We need a pick me up. And I think we're going to get the happy, you know, we all we all get the scissor me for the last time. I, I think I agree with that. However, I thought, and maybe I'm wrong. I thought this would kick off the show. Yo, mm-hmm. listen. And then, you know, whoop, whoop, because be. then, we're Could all be. into it, right? Everyone's yeah. paying attention. No one's in the concession area. Yep. We're all right. Same role. You know yep. I mean? mm-hmm. Yeah, same role, yep. but it's the get everyone happy, you know, that thing. Um, all right. Could so be. we're both going Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. All right. Yeah. New tree. But then, hold on. Hold on. Your your logic, though, I just want to push back on because you're saying 
Oh, is it for the titles? It's for the titles. So then Billy Gunn would then have to be come keep coming out here. Yeah, because this is what it felt like to me. Yeah, because this is what it felt like to me. Is it did feel genuine when uh, the acclaim were looking at Billy Gunn. And to me, it felt like, hey, we've got this idea that we're going to do all of these things. And the acclaimer, like, awesome, cool. And then Billy Gunn starts to do it. And maybe like Anthony Bowens whispers in his ear. And he's like, we're supposed to do this in November. And he's like, Tony told me we got to do it now. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay. I guess we're doing the storyline now. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. how it felt to me. Maybe and so. Yeah. Like, yeah. And maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe like he has the one last run and they're the trio's champion or something. And we get it one last ride or something like that. Or maybe he just gets a like, hey, this was great, guys. But like, you got to find a third for the trios. I can't do it anymore or something. Right. Like, and it's AR Fox. No, yeah. that would be cool though. Um, because AR Fox and Swerve was cool as shit, and they just ended that with like a heartbeat, like whatever. Or AR Fox, man, man. just you know, know, turn on your friend. Now, now you got no friends. <laughs> and then Darby's like, "But I still love you." Remember when you almost killed Nick, my Nick Wayne over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I tracked him you. down at his personal residence. Yeah, didn't even run that by Nick. Like, hey, listen. I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, Nick's over there like, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> you talking about the guy who put a fucking th- piano wire around my neck and, like, had a fucking knife to my throat? <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. You could have, going back to that match real quick, instead of making it a tag match, coffin match, you could have done Darby, Sting, and Nick Wayne versus Swerve, A.R. Fox, and Christian Cage. You didn't need to kick AR Fox out. You could have just said Swerve could have got on the microphone after they lost and Sting, like I say, Sting causes the distraction. Nick Wayne gets the pin. Swerve then gets on there and is like, I'm tired of being outnumbered and I'm tired of this 18 year old. You're in this and we're also getting one more. And then it's Christian says, Oh, you got a dead dad? That's fucking cool. <laughs> Which, goddamn. God Here's damn. the thing. It's getting to the point where he said last night, he goes, I hear you have a dad. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, God. God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, man. Like, even the commentators were like, God damn it, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could tell they were like, don't fucking do this again. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I heard you have a father. And then, like, just, he knew what was coming, right? He's such a master at this. Did you notice, too, when he flubbed his line and then blamed it on the crowd, right? Yeah. Don't like, I'm down when I'm speaking or conducting business yeah. or whatever. Like he's so good. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. And Nick Wayne played it off too. Like this bitch. <laughs> like he's about yeah. to fucking. <laughs> so well, and, Christian's uh, the best. Yeah. Everybody who has a dead dad has to go through Christian. Now it just has to happen. But, but side note about that segment and it's, I'm going based off of memory. Uh, they, they went to shots of Nick Wayne going, don't you talk about him. They didn't go to the mother. That she wasn't cleared. Oh, Didn't yeah. Was like... she told? Yeah. You would hope yeah. old Nikki, you know what I mean, know, was like, hey, mom. <laughs> they didn't go to any shots of her. Hey, listen, she probably yeah, knows the business, this. right? You got to hope she's, you know, she's been around, right? She knows the deal. Well, Chris Give her a t-shirt. Let's, let, you know, let somebody, Sting yeah. will sign her a t-shirt. It'll be fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. Well, Christian <laughs> never heard of him, so he must have sucked. God, Or fucking... Christian can just, you know, he knows how to, you know, let moms... Uh, get a little more Except calm, that. relax a little bit. You know, they'll they'll be cool. Yeah. She'll be fine with it. Yeah, he knows how to. Yeah, yeah that's what he's to, yeah. But anyhow, going to that coffin match, instead of kicking out AR Fox, you could have just made it a six-man, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, and it's not Christian, like as if you... 
Go ahead. Can only move up the all-time great list by becoming the guy who shit talks your dead dad and fucks your mom, right? Like, <laughs> he's only getting cooler, right? Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> well, if you have Billy Gunn and the acclaimed win, you couldn't do it. Unless you turn him heel, maybe? But here's the reason why you actually make that a six-man. It's because then... Nick Wayne, Sting, and Darby Allen can go after the six-man cha- championship, right? God, I'm so much better than Tony Khan. I just don't get it. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Um, all right, let's get into now what we really want to talk about here. Uh, we got our picks in. Now we're here to the main event. Again, according to Wikipedia, if anything else is added, suck it. Uh, it is champion, AEW World Heavyweight Champion, MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman taking on challenger and potentially co ROH world tag team champion. Maybe Adam Cole Bay Bay. Tim, who are you picking? Man, this is so hard. This is so hard because I could write this. So many ways that are all mm. one of the best stories in pro wrestling. It's so I think Roddy Strong and the Turd in the Punch Bowl group are getting involved here, right? Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, the Kingdom. That's what that's important for my picks. That's my impor- that's important for my picks. So remember that they're called the Kingdom. So go ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're getting involved, but they could go either way, right? It could be to help Adam Cole, and he's got this little faction now, right? And he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've got MJF as a sympathetic baby face moving forward, which how the fuck did anybody think that was going to be a thing? Or MJF shows you who he really is, right? Yep. And, and now you could even get – Roddy gets involved because – here's here. all right, I got it. MJF is still the heel. He's going to turn on Adam Cole. Roddy Strong comes out there. We think it's to help Adam Cole, right? Adam Cole's like, nah, never mind. Get out of here. I got this. MJF takes that moment to undercut him, right? Fucking Kansas City Cunt Punt. Get the victory. Roddy Strong wasn't there to help out MJF anyway. MJF's like, piss off, fuck you. And, And then Roddy's just like, Told you you were a bitch, Adam Cole, right? And now he's standing over him. That lets Adam Cole go after Roddy Strong in the ROH world. MJF continues on as the heel champ. Smarter, better, played them for fools. MJF. That's what I'm going with. Right. Okay. So I got, I like that. So you're going MJF. Um, Here's the three scenarios that I can think of. You do either a schmoz finish where Roderick strong gets involved. What the fuck? You screwed this up for everyone. The biggest main event of all time. And now no one fucking won. Well, there's another strong body says, part in the process. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Roderick strong says, well, fuck both of you next week at all out in the main event. It's a triple threat. Roderick strong versus MJF versus Adam Cole can do that because again you need a main event for all out most likely it's going to be cm punk but you still need mjf in there somehow because we were there in chicago 
MJF got a bigger reaction than CM Punk, even though he was returning, but still he did. Um, that's one way. Second way is as MJF told you when he beat up CM Punk is the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you that he was never real. And the, he's MJF, right? Mm-hmm. And God damn it. We devil. all fell for it. He's the devil. Cause he keeps saying any devil worshipers out here. He's not going away from that. He's not saying he's I've devil. turned over a new leaf, right? He yeah. says I'm a scumbag, all of that stuff. Right. So that's one way. And then the third way I think is interesting. And I think, Feel, for some reason in my gut feel like Tony Khan maybe thinks of this is Adam Cole turns on MJF with Roderick Strong and the Kingdom and we get the Undisputed Kingdom who formed in the UK and we get fucking t-shirts that say UK. the UK and UK and all the, and there's t-shirts, right? And Adam Cole's like, and I kingdom. fucking great. I'm the undisputed champion for the undisputed kingdom. And all my friends always had my back. You never saw it. And then if they wanted to get really crazy, they could go back to these vignettes and were like, at the Mexican re- or at Outback Steakhouse, you like you never saw it, but the kingdom were sitting there just staring at him, or you never saw they were it. The at waiter, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like at the play thing, uh, Roderick Strong was sitting in his car staring at it. Like you, you know what I mean? You could do that if yeah, you really they hung the kangaroo crazy. kick painting. Right? Yeah, they yeah. got it all in his head, yeah. all of uh-huh. that stuff. You know, Th- so those are the three scenarios. My gut tells me we're not taking title off of MJF until yeah. <laughs> until at least the uh, side note. And again, I don't know where any of this stuff is going because I didn't see this coming, right? I mean, I kind of saw it, but I didn't see it this way. Um, I think you have MJF as the champion up until New Year's Eve when his contract expires and He's going to take the championship. Wink, wink, wink. Who is that like? And if no one can defeat me, bye-bye. And then who says, well, I've done this playbook before. (laughs) And CM Punk walks out there and a New Year's Eve, blah-bitty-blah-bitty-blah. It's to unify the championships, the real world champion who never lost versus the champion who wants to leave MJF. So going to this match, I think MJF says, I'm the fucking devil. And we get punk over here being the baby face. And then MJF going, I'm the fucking devil. And then we go, we like the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'd rather be hot in hell. I'm excited for this event. I also love that it's going to be middle of the day into the evening. Then we've been done with it. Like it's great. Well, great. Do Early all these fucking pay-per-views. We're old guys. Yeah. Do yeah. all these. <laughs> well, do all these fucking pay-per-views uh, in England. in London. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. If you're going to run them from noon to fucking five, I'm on a Sunday. I'm great. I'm not going to the event, so I don't care if it's in London or if it's in fucking San Francisco. If it's in fucking like you know. Put it there. But I mean, make it at noon. Yeah. 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 But make it at noon. That's what I'm talking about. That's one. Hell yeah, man. 
Uh, I can, yeah, I'm excited for that. Also, side note, you don't care, but uh, the UFC on Saturday is doing a fight in Singapore. Starts at nine o'clock in the morning. Fucking perfect. Yeah. Nice. All right. Wake up. Well, you know what else is perfect? Is this damn show. So we will take a break from it because we've been going for a long time, but we had so much to talk about. Getting excited for Pro Wrestling's biggest event with AEW all in coming up. So get your picks into us. Hashtag tweet the table, table show at gmail.com. See if you can pick any better than us. Uh, and uh, if you suck, maybe you too could wear a Jeff Jarrett shirt. The Spanish announce table.